This is the Dos Acero Podcast, a weekly show devoted to football in Mexico, the U.S., and beyond. If you are a pocho, puma, regio, chiva, cholo, fresa, tigre, tapatio, chilango, or even a Methodist, pull up a chair, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the next 90 minutes of heated football debate. Thus begins the Dos Acero Podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is the Dos Acero Football Podcast uh, yeah, Medito Production brought to you by SoccerChronicle.com. My name is John Jagu. Very glad that you're joining us live tonight uh, on the YouTube. And, of course, you can listen to this podcast and our previous editions. You can download from – excuse me. You can download on iTunes at your leisure. This is a Dos Acero Football podcast. Uh, we do have a uh, panel tonight, as we always do, and we'll be adding more panelists as they – stumble on, but with us tonight, we have two gentlemen, uh, one in California, one in Texas, so this time it's the Texans that are outnumbering the Californians, not like last week we were. We were we were outnumbered, but not outclassed. But out in Escondido, we have with us Daniel Preciado. Daniel, how are you, sir? Doing well, John. Uh, good evening to you, to Beto, everybody, uh, all two people listening. Hopefully we get some, some callers. Uh, you should probably announce that first. In case uh, people tuning in aren't aware, that is true. It, uh, we have uh, for the first time ever on the Dos Acero Football Podcast, technology has made it now possible for our listeners to interact with us. They can actually call a number, a dial-in number, to chat with us on the show. That number is seven two four. Write this number down: seven two four seven zero seven three eight. That number again, 724-707-3826. And then the pin to join us is 13118. And that will, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Alberto Chiquiscampa has set this up. They just jump right right into the show. Is that correct? They're not screened. It just happens. Yeah, how are you this evening? I see their location, and uh, I can mute them. I can talk to them if I mute myself from the podcast. So I could, I can't. Well, we need to, but okay. So, so y'all be on your best behavior. You don't want to. <laughs> not only do you not want to get muted, but we don't want to have to bring out our bad cop either. Now, so I think uh, worse than sure I'm, I'm not sure if you're if you've heard this, but maybe we could, eventually, if if this pans out, we could come out with a fade. Instead of a, a, a mute, because I think a fade is much more mean. Much more effective? Yeah. Much mean. Oh, I see what you Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case, in so case you don't think coming. we need to bring it... Go ahead. So you don't think we need to break out Tuca? That's good, too. <laughs> that, that'll work. That'll work. Yeah, Tuca. Tuca put order in place. Yeah, man. Tuca, Tuca, by the end of the year, will be, will be coaching Mexico. Now, are we going to be Wait welcoming now. just uh, any kind of um, uh, callers, or, or is it, are we opening it up to, to all kinds of types of topics and commentary? Um, well, I think that uh, you know, as we delve into the topics, I'm sure that our callers will will want to vo- voice in instead of uh, you know, of course, they could ch- chat with us on YouTube live because we are live on YouTube. But now well, they have I, another way. I, for one, I'm kind of excited about the whole thing just because I know that uh, I know some some of us may be a little bit uh, apprehensive about about having uh, people contribute. 
but uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, anything to, to be a little more inclusive and uh, to to contribute to the conversation, um, I welcome it. Hopefully, it's good. Hopefully, well, we get thank some you. And that, that, that is a very positive and optimistic outlook on the quality of not only the quality of callers we're going to have, but the quality of discourse that the callers will bring. You know, maybe you know. I think that you know, for the first let's say five callers, if we can avoid at, you know, you know, keep the dick jokes down to like less than three. Then I think that we would have, we would have a quality, a quality discussion with them. I think that that's uh, that 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 is a good over and under. I, I think I'm going to go with the. Um, you're saying we should go with the under on that. I believe is what you're, what you're trying to say. Uh, I think you're being a little bit kind there. I'm thinking the actual commentary <laughs> would be good, but I. I okay. It's kind of hard to deny a dick joke though. It, it's. I'd rather not put a limit on it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, you know, as uh, I think we can have both. It's kind of like that. That that that. that oh, being... I see. So so good discourse and dick jokes. You're saying that that's there's there's no reason they can't be. They should be mutually exclusive. Exactly. Exactly. I understand. I understand. Well, we do have a variety of topics to discuss tonight. So obviously, we'll uh, we'll be talking about Liga Mekis, and uh, you know, it's too bad that we don't have our uh, our, our 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 Chiva. Our Chiva party because uh, you know that way we won't be able to have Chiva contra Chiva, which is one of my favorite segments. Hopefully, uh, Juan Riva and and Joel will join us so that we can let them let them duke it out. But you know, both of them have got to be very uh, very sore after what uh, happened with with Chivas over the weekend in, in Tijuana. And and I have to I have to say, and and, and this is I, I mentioned this to Joel in passing, is that you know. Tijuana is just not the town, you know, if you're a goat, Tijuana is not the place you want to be because bad things happen to goats in, in, in Tijuana. The, the least of which, of course, is being, you know, cooked and, and fed as cabrito. So we will be discussing that. We will also be talking about uh, the Cuenca Champions. Uh, Soccer Chronicle is efforting our ability to give you live reporting from on-site at, at the some of the Champions venues. Albert, I know that you're going through a process of getting your accreditation for that. How's it going? Yeah, I got I got it set up. Um, it's pretty. It, they give you a portal to log into, and then you can see all these uh, initial games. You know, like the ones today, and you just apply to to go up as press for one of those games. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, the possibility there is for uh, some Dallas games. Um, if I wanted to, I could probably drive down to Monterrey for some games down there. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Monterrey has. Uh, how long is the drive for you to Monterrey? It's, it's like five. Uh, What's well, yeah, it takes three to get to Laredo, and then another like two, two and a half. So yeah, and then that's not including any kind of, uh, you know, border. You know, yeah, don't the border, so. If you want to get your car, that's going to take a whole ton. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I would take the bus or something, or or fly. Right. Yeah, flying. I don't think we actually have directs, but I know San Antonio does, and that's like you know maybe an hour flight. So that that would be a, a very easy way to go down. Well, best of luck to you. Hopefully, uh, you'll be able to, to to get some of the games, and you can tell us about the uh, the new stadium there in uh, in Monterrey, and then see how it is. Because uh, yeah, I think I think you know, knowing how how hot Monterrey gets, you know, it's like it's like Laredo. You know, they they get the same climate, and Laredo is just awful in in, in the summer. So I can't imagine Monterrey being that much better, and for that place to just just basically be a like a 
a convection of it. <laughs> it can't be very pleasant to watch games there in the summer, but I'm sure, you know, as it cools off, it's probably just a really, really, really terrific stadium. So hopefully you'll get that. I've never been to Monterrey, is it? I, I, it's probably not Torreon kind of hot, right? It's it's a little more humid, but, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, Torreon is a desert, so it's a little drier, but Monterrey is, uh, I mean, it just it's just, it's just, you know, like 30, 40% humidity and just blazing hot. It just, yeah. it's awful. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's not pleasant. But, you know, well, have fun, the, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sounds great, doesn't it? Oh, great, yeah. uh, great postcard from and, Monterrey. And that, that stadium already has the moniker of Tamalera, so. Yeah. So, like, like Monterrey, it's just, you know, bet nicer than Laredo, but still awfully, you know, equally as, equally as awfully hot. The body must will be, will be strong. I went to a topic, Santos uh, game and I went to a Santos game in Volcan once and it was it wasn't too bad. We what were in the first go? half. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It might have been towards like September, November, maybe, or maybe earlier in the year. I forget even what it was. Clausura Apertura. But it, it was it was sort of hot when the sun was on our side, and then it went down, and we're 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 okay. Another topic we're discussing tonight, of course, is the uh, the Olympics. Mexico starts the defense of their gold medal that they won in London in 2012 against the the Germans. They will be doing that tomorrow, I believe. The game is at three Central, which would make it four Eastern and one Pacific. Uh, you know, I, I know it's Germany. I know it could certainly beat Germany, but I think you think a draw would be a good result for Mexico in this game. Uh, if they lose, let's hope it's you know, by a, by a minimum of one goal, and of course they wouldn't be great. I'm not saying that that's not going to happen, but uh, you know, then let's just not uh, let, let, let's not take another spin like they did against Chile. Let's hope that that doesn't happen because this will be the first uh, Mexico's first appearance since that game. I know it's just the Olympic team, but uh, it's still Mexico, so hopefully, uh, hopefully that that uh, that seven zero won't uh, be uh, burned on their foreheads too. Well, I know that you guys were – well, I'm not sure if you were painting so much of a grim picture, but it kind of sounded like somewhat grim. I think I think they're going to do all right. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that some of the other international press are have them penned as favorites. So um, it, don't, it seems as, uh, only that the, the Mexican press is, is uh, devaluing the, the, their chances or devaluing the, the actual quality of, of the team. I'm hopeful. You know, I'm not like gonna they lie. Got a, they got a Pachuca uh, base, which it, which is I know sometimes on the on the on the show it's been a topic where we we think that you know in order to have a strong national team or a national team, um, you want its core to be from the same team. Um, they kind of have that, and I think um, Oribe, on some level, still kind of uh, playing for a spot on the on the on the senior team to 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 stay on it. I, I think he's got a, a, a probably lots of reasons to do well. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm not as bearish on this team as I was say a month ago because I think that the the coach uh finally I'm not going to say he well, you know, he I, I think he I think he saw the reality of, of of what he had and he made uh you know, he made the appropriate decisions as far as personnel, not not necessarily the overage players, but you know, he brought in Cesar Montes, which I think is going to make a huge difference. That's a that's a huge um, one, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean and and with him paired with Sancedo, 
Ooh, good lord! I think that that's going to make uh, you know at least the coach is going to see, and then of course he has Talavera as the goalie. So those three guys right there are, are going to make an, are going to make a, a much bigger difference than what they had before. And uh, and if you know if those guys can can dispossess and, and and get it to midfield, I think the midfield is very talented. Like you said, it's uh, it, it's a it's it's a Pachuca base with uh, frankly a lot of Chivas sprinkled in. So I think that it's we, we were seeing kind of a base of two teams. You know, guys that have been playing together at least on the national team for. The past, uh, you know, really since they were 17, uh, some of them. So we'll see. I think I think a guy that could really uh, do do well for himself in a tournament like this is Marco Bueno. I think that this is a place for him. Uh, Oribe, like you mentioned, is uh, you know really it's a, it's a swan song. I mean, I I I don't. I would hope that that you know at 35, uh, you know, Oribe would be. You know, I guess he'd be bench material for you know if if Mexico goes to the World Cup and in 2018, but certainly not the starter. But uh, so so this is you know this is the last chance for him to really make a huge contribution. And I'm, you know, he's all and he has been clutch. He's been clutch at least on the national team uh, pretty much his entire career. So uh, there's no reason to think that he's gonna play otherwise. Um, Chiquis, uh, how do you feel? Uh, I have my I have my doubts. I mean, I'm hopeful. Uh, the fan of me is hopeful. But I have my doubts with, uh, you know, Oribe. Sort of what we talked about last time. Oribe being sure he scored the hat trick, but some of the goals weren't really legit. Or real goals, if you want to call them that. Apparently, apparently no one else likes Oribe there in the cheekiest now, household either. W- would you guys say that he's going to be going up against de- defenses that are tougher than what he sees in Liga MX week in and week out? I would say I no. think maybe in the, in the Germans in the Germany game probably, but in the other two games, absolutely. And I, I just think that he's a type of just he's a clever player because I mean you look at him. That's why I think everybody was reluctant to even getting him on the national team to begin with. I mean I think he had a I think he had to prove himself probably more so than than anybody else, just because he's ugly on the ball. It, it just he looks awkward. He's not fast. He's not big. He's not muscular. He's not athletic. But his passing is incredible. He, he, he's 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 an underrated passer. Um, the guy racks up assists. You know, I think he's he's exactly. I, I'm one of the few who thinks this is it's exactly what the team needs. Now, yes, it is somewhat sad that there aren't younger strikers to fill that role. That aside, um, I still think he's got uh, plenty in the tank to 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 make a to make a big difference on this team. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that he. Uh... You know, has obviously certainly has the drive. You know, he's going to be the captain, which uh, you know, frankly, he deserves it. I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, for all he's done for Mexico, really since since the summer, since the the uh, the, the tournament before he went to the Olympics in, in in 2012. Actually, that whole season, he ended up scoring from I think the the friendly he had against the, the States in August and in, in, in 2011. Through that season, he played the Pan American Games, and he had you know some qualifiers and friendlies, and then then of course played in the Olympics and the Conca Champions on top of that. So he so he played a lot of soccer. He did, but he scored 40 goals. I mean that is impressive as hell. They, you know I don't, I don't care. You know they were talking about how many goals that uh, you know Messi and Ronaldo. I'm not comparing Oribe to these guys, but you know I know that you know they they score upwards of you know 40 50 goals in a season too, and uh, for for a Mexican player of you know in, in any league to do that, I think is just incredibly impressive. And uh, I think speaking of hat tricks, I think Alu de Nigris has a first half hat trick in their Guanca Champions game 
in, uh, I think they're in Porto Prince and Haiti playing a team. I, I couldn't remember what the team's name was, but it was pretty interesting. So now, they were 3-0. is the format the same as last time, uh, the, the groups of three? Yeah, it's groups of three, and there's eight groups. Uh, basically, you know, they're just they're just desperate to 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 try and ensure the uh, the Mexico has uh, knockouts is, is is what they want. And uh, of course, you know, when when it comes time again, the MLS is going to complain bitterly. Oh, you know, we're just starting our season. Blah blah blah. So, yeah, but the the format is exactly the same. But back to what eBay. Um, you know, so you see, ever, ever since that time, I mean, he's propelled, he's scored some just massively huge goals for Mexico with the Olympic team. You know, he got the, 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 uh, he cracked the goal, at the, the first goal at the World Cup. You know, he scored the, the massive, you know, the goal and the assist against, uh, the U.S. in the, in the Blazer Bowl. He's, he was the only one that scored, uh, in the, uh, that scored more than one goal in the hex for for Chepo. He was the only one that played well for Chepo, and you know that was the one unfortunate. Ble- I'm going to call it a blemish, but the unfortunate thing about uh, Oribe is that he was hurt. Bef- you know, right before the Confederations Cup in 2013, he got he uh, kind of twisted his knee and he wasn't able to play. I'm curious if y'all think that if that would have had an uh, any kind of impact on how Mexico would have ended up in the Confed Cup or even, you know, would, would, would Chepo have kept his job if, if he would have had a, a healthy Odiba at that? It certainly would have helped. Um, hard, to, hard to say whether it would have made a difference, but uh, I don't know. I guess what I always liked about him is that unlike uh, Chicharito, he's able to, to, to combine more so with, with his players, and I know Chicharito's improved on that as well, but... Uh, that, that's why I like Oribe. Even though he's he's not a sexy player, you know he he's he's not selfish in the sense where he just wants to he wants the goal more than more so than anything. And I just I, I love how he combines with 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 the with the other forwards. Um, I I personally think he probably would. I mean, either with Chicharito and or uh, Raúl on the senior team, you still make um, a good pairing with them. But one thing uh, I heard you guys talking about last week, I I, I wasn't able to. to to chime in at the time, where you guys were saying that he, he, he do you guys really consider him legendary? I, I don't know if, if by and large everybody would agree with that. If if they would if they would put him, I know you mentioned top five. I, I don't know if if they if they uh, place the Olympics that far up, and I'm not sure if they're keeping track of of everything else he's done. Well, I'm not sure people you know need to. Uh... Devalue the. I mean, yes, it's a it's a U tournament, but I mean, the Olympics is pretty. I mean, that is, you know, that 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 is, you know, easy the the closest thing Mexico. I mean, think think of. I mean, that's a world tournament, you know. So there's, you know, you have to qualify for. There's 16 teams. You know, 16 teams is you don't have you have no room for error in a tournament like that. You have to get through, and then and then and then you have you know. One game to get to the medal. I mean, it, it 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 is a serious amount of pressure. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, they got to the the you know the the wonderful fifth game in that tournament. That's the only you know one that they do the outside of the out of the U. The it's just, yeah. I think that for Odiva to be considered uh, you know as a top five in the in the national team, absolutely. I mean, he's like I said, he scored some some huge goals, whether the Olympics or you know in the World Cup, and you know he's just he's just. He's just he's just been a consistently good player. When I think of like you know players that have been the best of the national team, 
I think of players that were conceded. Like I don't, I think I don't think Hugo Sanchez was good for the national team. I think that he was very inconsistent. Consider him as one of the best. But a player like Guatemala Blanco, on the other hand, has you know is is easily probably the the best national team player we've ever had. And I don't think that it, it's even close when, when when you compare what he was able to achieve at at the, at the national team level and and the times when you know of when when they needed him. It was when he came, you know, that that was when when he really came through, and you really just, um, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that that he would be considered the best one. I would agree with the demo, for sure. So, you know, and, and that's how just like like how did they play on on the team? You know, you know what, what what were they able to 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 help the team achieve? Not necessarily, you know. So, I mean, I think, I think Giovanni is is you know it could certainly get to that just because again he's. Made some 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 massive contribution that they had to have him. So I you know I think that he's you know definitely you know when it's all said and done he could certainly be there. Maybe you could say the same for Chicharito uh, if he you know but Chicharito really hasn't gotten that you know you know that that huge goal that we just have to have in in, in, a, in a game. He's gotten goals. Don't get me wrong, but that that massive you know we had to have it. He came close in Honduras, and he did get those goals, and there's there's no denying that. But then they just they frittered away, so it really diminished what he was able to accomplish down in Honduras, which is you know unfortunate for him. So, well, you guys have been watching a long time. Who like outside of Guatemala, who would you consider at least in the past? You know, you know, I guess since the turn of the century, who would you consider as a as a national team player that has really Really distinguish themselves to the point where they could, they could be considered an all-time great national team player, not like you know just overall, but I'm specifically national team. Well, Rafa, obviously, um, except I mean, I mean, unfortunately, he's my favorite player. Obviously, uh, that, that I'm he, he he was in his prime when I when I really started watching. I, I, obviously, he's legendary, you know, considering the fact that he captained the national team at a really young age and has been to countless uh, and scored in, in a lot of World Cups too. Yeah, he scored in three straight. <clears throat> so that 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 speaks for itself. Now, so his is tarnished. Do you think though, because... the, the Rafa goals? Now, do you think the Rafa's? I mean, I think that his 2010 performance in South Africa was probably the best tournament he ever played for Mexico. He just he was absolutely superb in that tournament. But my, my question is: Do you think that that like that his level of excellence that he showed outweighs the the just bonehead mistakes that he made? That's a, that's what I was gonna say. Like you know, it it, it puts an asterisk uh, on his name because I mean he's he's screwed up in critical moments lots of times. Like he he's he's always had the issue of of keeping keeping calm and and. and which is kind of odd, you know. He seems like a quiet, like quiet, soft-spoken kind of dude. But like, obviously, uh, when things don't go his way, he could he gets pretty bitter about it, and um, oftentimes it leads to a, a big-time mistake. I don't think his mistakes have been too critical. Like the 2002 one was was the biggest. I think that was going to happen anyway. You know, that's funny because I don't even consider that one. I, I consider like the handball against Portugal. Portugal. That's the one that the, that, that 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 really. Uh, they're just baffling, baffling handcuff. I mean, it was, it was because like, who knows what happened? Like, do you have money on the game? game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You win that game and, and like you avoid Argentina. Yeah, but then you would have played Holland, but you know. So that, that was the rub. But either yeah. way, I mean, you know, you yeah. never know what what would have happened. It just but, uh, I, I, that was always baffling. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Dan. 
No, 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 no. I was just gonna say, like, for some reason, it, it maybe uh, it's a bit of a trauma to speak talking, but I've always uh, there's a part of me that like I want to play Argentina, but I I'm there's not a team that I probably fear the more the more so than Argentina, just because we we seem to play you know, them Argentina, well most of the time, the but they always man. find a way to. No fear, just, man. No fear. You can't have that mentality. <laughs> exactly. Argentina is the, they're the, you know they're the big. I mean, think think of how much influence Argentina has on on the sport. I mean, in Mexico, out of the eighteen coaches, there's five Mexicans. How many Argentines? Like ten, eleven. You know, there's so many coaches. There's so many Argentine players in the league, and it's been like that. You know, for for for, you know, at least one generation. Probably you know, probably closer to two. And uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's just. It's it's tough and 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 as long as I've been uh, as long as I've been watching, they've beaten Argentina twice. One was in that Copa America where uh, Ramosito hit that that forty yard shot that went in that was just like the only the only offense Mexico showed the entire game was that goal and they just they hung on for dear life. And then then year when I was a kid, they used to play this tournament in Mexico City. It was a youth tournament called the Copa Joao Avalanche. And Mexico beat Argentina then in a game that was like a, like a typical summer in Mexico City, just gully washer, just pouring rain. And those are the only times I've, I've said I, I had seen them uh, beat Argentina. That, that yeah, it, it just so, seems yeah. that you know it, it's 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 bad enough. You know, it's hard enough to play them like straight up because they're just you know they're just so talented. You know, they're so good. But then then when they start coming out, and it just seems like always against Mexico, they 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 pull out. Once in a lifetime uh, goals like uh, Maxi's goal uh, is just it's like what the f man um, Aguero I remember he 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 hurt us um, in the U twenties it just it seems like all, all, every single time and then when that doesn't it just always something um, Osorio making that blunder yeah I mean they are certainly uh, certainly the coco there's no question the offsides, there's no question about it the offsides that wasn't called I mean it's just it's one thing after another against that team that you're just like you know even when they're playing well it just seems like the the gods right. are, are just have it against they make it the penalties and you know, Osorio misses the penalty it's a men- it's a mentality thing with these guys and then the Argentinians have a uh, the opposite of their mentality they 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 expect to win they know that they're going to win somewhere or the other and then Mexico knows they're going to lose somewhere or the other but yeah, I'd rather I'd rather go against Argentina. Um, it'd be nice to like get to a fifth game and skip Argentina and get some, you know an easy an easy matchup or something. But we got to face those demons and not be scared. Well, you know, it was pretty obvious uh, last week when they had that friendly. That that's exactly what Argentina did. Like, hey man, we might play each other in the knockouts, you know, to get a chance for the medal round. So we're gonna go ahead and intimidate you now, so that when you play us, you're gonna you're gonna play a little, you know, a little more hesitant than 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 you normally would. I mean, that was. There's no question that was just a, a gigantic, uh, you know, move 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 of the pieces on on the chessboard in that friendly. They they it, had no intention of doing anything other than just intimidating Mexico. It pissed off Hugo Sanchez. Um, did you hear any of that? I did not. Was he so he was he was he was he was he was upset about it? Me estoy avergonzado. Yeah, no, he he was he was kind of calling BS on the whole thing. He's like these guys just came out to just to do one thing, and he's like, and it's it's not right that well, they kind of just went out to just kick and would have worked, worked on Hugo's team then. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, just it's so it was so obvious that 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 was what they wanted to do, and we'll see if it. You know, we're not going to see if it works or not unless they play each other and Argentina wins. If they don't win, then you know Mexico didn't uh, didn't fall into the trap. And and, and if that's well, the case, well, I think co- it, yeah, it there. depends on on how on how you treat the. the if anything, it should be a confidence booster because it tells, it it sends a, a very direct message that uh, yeah, w- um, yeah. But we know we can't beat you when we go when we play a game, but we're gonna try and we're gonna try and and, and well, just for all and, the talk and, and, and of this squeeze team, one out. for all the talk of this team not being that good and not being as uh, sh- shiny and pretty as as last uh, as the, the last edition, you know, Argentina. Who's always Argentina? Always going to be considered favorites, no matter what tournament they're in. Clearly, see Mexico as a as a difficult challenge. That the fact that they even have to send a message, they wouldn't they wouldn't do that with, with just anybody. So I think that's the ultimate sign of respect. No, the they would They're already However, to send, but, uh, playing mind games. I agree, but I do think I do think that they know that that kind of stuff works on Mexico more often than not. I believe is the. Yeah, and all you one have to do is look at the last uh, Libertadores final uh, to to see that the way uh, right. uh, River played. They did the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> muddy up the game, um, you know, kick. It works. Uh, it, it, it yeah, is, it, it's, it's a huge. Um, they are master of the dark arts, no question. They they are probably the. They are. I, I think that they probably use more gamesmanship than any other country than any other national team on the planet. Maybe, maybe Uruguay is a little more violent, but I mean I think that in the <laughs> I was going to say Uruguay is going to be the, the uh, yeah Uruguay is going to be my other uh, my, my 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 B. My scum- second you know, maybe the Italians. They're scumbags, in other words. <laughs> no, I'm not I, saying I, I that. Disagree. I just think that they. No. You know, yeah, I think this that they just that they do whatever it takes. Uh, uh, um, yeah. Discussion, uh, Beto. I, I, I'm actually I'm a fan of the dark arts. Uh, you know, it's I think it's it's part of the game. Um. They play no blood, no foul, and uh, and I'm not saying that you know I'm saying just over, not just in the in the violent part of it, but just overall there, they they push the limits of the refereeing and the rules. Well, part part of the dark in their mind, if if the ref didn't see it, then it didn't happen. You know what I mean? That's just how they. That's yeah, exactly. They're and, and on to top get away of it, they're as incredibly much as talented, which makes it so frustrating. It's like, you know, you don't have to do that, but I understand. You know, they just they just yeah. I don't agree. Okay. Like the the dark arts, some of it is okay, like what you're talking about. But when you talk dark arts, you got to include diving, crying, doing a Cristiano Ronaldo, even the the hand of God Maradona. Like that's that's not legit, man. That's that's. I mean, he won, and that's cool, and it's like everyone talks about the hand of God and all this stuff. But that's that's I'll, the Mexican talking. So you're to, that's the Mexican talking. If you speak to any Argentinian, they are proud of the handball. I know, but that's that's because everyone glorifies it. If I was a, if I was any soccer player, I'd rather have headed that ball in and not be a midget Maradona than to uh, than to uh, I think. We've... I, I do think though that's a big difference in, in mentalities, and I do think it some on some level reflects itself on the field where they're definitely win at all costs, win at all costs, and it doesn't seem that uh, Mexico Hello? shares that. Oh my goodness! We have a caller. My goodness! Please, please identify yourself, man on the telephone. Hello. Yes, please identify. Yes, can yourself. you hear us? I can turn your radio. Turn your radio down. <laughs> 
That was me. I had him on or had ourselves on mute. Go ahead. Go ahead, caller. Um, this is this is uh, this is the one and only Sanchito. How's everyone doing? <laughs> What's up, man? Doing good. Everybody is doing great. Talking about, I have no uh, inclination or, or to to know what you all are talking about. If it's because I know it's soccer or football or whatever you call it. <laughs> um, but and I haven't been following it at all because Chivas suck and Mexico sucks too. Um, no matter what everyone in this in this uh, podcast try to tell you, Mexico is never going to win the World Cup. We suck. We're mediocre. We're destined to be mediocre for a very long time, and that it is what it is. You know, Sanchito, you so, you you've clearly haven't yeah. been listening to our show because um, this is the Dosa Cero podcast. This is a doom and gloom. If, if ever there was one, a, a podcast of doom and gloom. Well, so, uh, there's no question that we. Uh, this is this is very realistic. We this is a, like a weekly dose of of reality juice for 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 a lot of you know for our many our dozens and dozens of listeners that we have. Out Remember there. there used to be a user on Big Soccer. His name was Mexico Will Be Champ or something like that. That was yeah, like, I remember that dude. That was, was, that, you was that Fernando. Fernando? <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, I was one thing: uh, is Pern on the line or not? No, he's not. He hasn't joined yet. Uh, that's, we can that's we can see if we can we can bring him in. Anything is um. He's the type of football fan, Mexico football fan, that non-Mexico football fans and even Mexico football fans really tend to dislike. Uh, a little over the top, a little insecure in their standing um, as it pertains to to being Mexicans, that they go over the top and they really turn everyone off. So I just wanted to give Kern Doc some shit. It's too bad that he's not on the call but uh, or on the, on the podcast today. But, um, yeah, that's about all I have for you guys. Well, you know, uh, in, not in defense of Kern, but – he does represent a demographic of of, of uh, Mexican supporters. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. I think, I think Sanchito yeah. just described that demographic very clearly and succinctly. Uh, because they can, they really contribute nothing to, to um, <laughs> nothing positive, rather, to, to, to being a fan or the overall experience. They're they're like the American outlaws of, of Mexico fans, and oh, there should be you know people should put a stop to them to people like that. <laughs> Well, so you're saying, yeah, it's uh, that's rough. I'm, 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 I'm surprised the senator. I'm, I'm surprised the senator hasn't come on to to uh, to defend himself. Well, you know, the senator <laughs> didn't come on last I'm last week. Getting my haircut. I'm parked in front of my house now, and uh, I just thought I'd join in and, and say hi to everybody. And you know, even though I I, I just like Fern on a on a on a very superficial level, I'm sure he's a nice guy, and you know, I'm, I hope he takes it on just. It's all it's all in good fun. Well, I, I think uh, it's no, appreciated really that, that you've called sure in, uh, Sanchez. Um, your criticisms are, are are well taken. Feedbacks, and, you know, we're excited that we actually got a call. So hopefully, uh, since you're uh, the guy who claims to make threads pop, hopefully you'll make the, the the phones pop, and we'll get other people to call in. So you're saying that we got, we got a caller that had the, the best Q factor we could possibly get. That is that is impressive. That is good to know. So we, we need to. Did you have? Did you get his caller ID there, uh, Chiquis? That way we can we can call him whenever we have a a, a, a lull. We'll just call Sanchito and uh, and Possibly. I'm sure that we'll probably go viral within the next five minutes. So thank you, Sanchito, for, for, there's for no, calling. There's, in. there's no guarantee that I will answer, but um, <laughs> expect the podcast to pop now. Um, 
Wow, we had a caller that's fantastic. Sanchito called and, and, and did nothing but just trash Fernando, which... Uh, <laughs> And, and in I, fairness to him, he did ask so, to see if he was there first. So I think he would have said it to him had he been had he been. Who said it to him directly? I think so. It's it's yeah. very possible. You know, I think that uh, you know maybe what what folks, you know, maybe maybe Fernando is just he's just playing a role of a of a of an internally uh, steadfast and optimistic fan. Maybe in reality, he's just like a just you know. No, you know, a, 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 a Smith listening, you know, just like you know, constantly, you know, walking with a dark head and that would be me. Just knows that that would be me, John. I'm I'm the Smiths fan here. Uh, I'm I'm definitely the the guy who's who's uh, teetering on 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 uh. You wear black on the outside because black black is how, is how I feel on the, on the inside. Yes, yes, very much so. And if you seem a little strange, is is that because you are? Is it really though? Is it really so strange? Uh, Anyways, uh, m- uh, maybe maybe that'll get cause uh, create some new listeners. I, the all um, I know, Smith fans are pretty hardcore and loyal. So maybe if uh, I could get I could get some 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 uh, viewership that way. I tend to be on now, friends yeah, with Smith Go ahead. Sorry. Do uh, do uh, you feel that 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 what made them so good was the the balance of the brood with like kind of like the, the the peppy guitar play. Yes, absolutely. It wasn't him alone. And the upbeat. Him being uh, Morsi. The upbeat uh, melodies, kind of like Elvis Costello with his really poppy sound and incredibly depressing lyrics. <laughs> yeah, that that was the irony of it. And I, um, I know, granted, there's some people that just listen to it just because of the the uppity sound and the cheerful sounding uh, music. But that's what made it so great—the irony of it—that uh, you, you right. the song, the song sounds funny, but it's actually really just really, really sad um, and depressing. But uh, you know, for those for those of us who who suffered through that teenage angst, uh, he, he was like a, a nice warm blanket. His music, their music. Indeed. Well, let's get back to. I love, this, to, I love this deviation, though. I, I loved it, by the way. Thank you for indulging me. This is like my my. No, you're welcome. I actually, I actually mentioned the Smiths in an article that uh, that Joel and I wrote today. I wish Joel would join us to talk about it, but we were talking about how 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 to improve the the, the actual culture in in Mexican soccer because it seems like that's that that that's really right now they're they're at a real crisis point. You know, there, there's 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 something has to change for Mexico. You know, if Mexico wants to be where, where they think they belong, they're, 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 it can't just start by, you know, having a good Olympic team. And you know, it has to there has to be more. There has to be a way to cultivate more players. And uh, you know, the way he was described just was just it was just just killing me. I was like, I'm going to listen to the Smiths just to cheer up. Well, I, I do think got, back to you've got me so depressed. Beto made the the point earlier, and I do think that you know it is the mental issue. It's got to be because how could how could the the national teams have had so much success at, at the at the at the underage levels, and then somehow can't even get close to anything like that? It, it, it's well, yeah. We have to understand though that the that the youth stuff. I mean, that's that that is a recent trend. That is not something that has that has happened. You know, that has happened historically. That's only been around for ten years. Ten years though. Ten years is is pretty good. You you figured there's been two World Cups. Well, let me put it to this. 
Let me put it to this way. The same youth group in a different country right now is now the probably the best team in the world right now, and that's Chile. They had, you know, it's the same core of players that played in the same World Cup in 05 and then the same youth won in 07. They also lost to Argentina in 07. And, you know, would have been uh, in the semifinal, Mexico would have played, and, and it's the same. So, uh, you know, it's just... It's just it's 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 how players' careers turn out. I mean, you know, those guys had you know three or four players that were just you know, <coughs> sensational, and they had you know four other ones that were not as good, but incredible, you know, but incredible nonetheless. I mean, they just have a really deep talented team. And Mexico had the chance to develop that, but but you know, we saw Carlos's Carlos Vela's career go. He finally, plays well. He's in a snit with the national team. You know, Giovanni. For whatever reason, uh, unbeknownst to everybody, decided that he had to go to Tottenham for two years, and it just, it, it, you know, it killed the most formative part of his career. You know, he, that's where you know we, he would have you know developed Yerne, and it just you know he went to a guy that just refused to play him. And I'm sure well, that it, well, that's not exactly true, though, isn't it? I mean, didn't he go under Hello? Ramos uh, had recruited him, didn't he? Oh, we have we, we have another caller. We have another caller. Please identify yourself, caller. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? My name is uh, Tomas. I'm a new listener. I just wanted to uh, quickly chime in and say, you know, I find your podcast a lot better than the uh, the one with that weasel guy and uh, the other Tom Marshall guy. I think they're they're kind of uh, full of shit on some of their answers. So I appreciate you guys keeping it real. Uh, I have a couple questions. I'm gonna hang up because I got some things to do. If that's all right. Yeah, of course. Please fire away. All right. So I want to hear your opinion on uh, El Partido Molero against uh, New Zealand. I'm starting to think that it's uh, it's just a marketing ploy to make money. I don't see how it makes Mexico better. Also, what are your expectations for these uh, Olympics? Or do they even mean anything in the grand scheme of things? And, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to hang up and listen to you guys. And, uh, like I said, Good thing that I uh, found your show and uh, fuck that America guy that was on last week. I think uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. But, uh, you know, Excuse good me. show. And, uh, we keep on before you leave, before you go, um, I'm just curious. Are you a did – you, did you hear about the show through Big Soccer or through other means? Uh, I was, uh, like, I was uh, listening to the uh, – What's the name of the show? The other one, I'm sorry, I forget. The one I just mentioned with the... Yeah, uh, the Mexican uh, soccer show. Oh, yeah, I, Mexican to, uh, soccer. I listened to one of the episodes they did with, I think John was a guest on, uh, I think it was an episode about Canada, and, you know, they he plugged his, uh, this podcast, and, you know, I didn't really start listening to it till this past week, but, you know, I needed my fix because, um, you know, always on the go with work, and, you know, good thing, like I said, that I found your podcast because I think it's, Pretty informative. You guys are doing a good thing, and you know I find it entertaining. So good to hear. We well, really that's what we try to do you. here at the podcast. We try to inform and entertain. Tomas, thanks very much. Where are you calling from? Before you hang up, calling from uh, Chicago. Puro, puro Chicago. Orale. All right, look at that, man. All right, guys. Yeah, Have a good appreciate night. Appreciate it. Good night. So New Zealand, eh? Yeah, the Montero. I've heard, I've heard to comment on that New Zealand thing. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of stuff on Twitter 
that you know there's no really other options than these New Zealands and these Partidos Moleros because everyone else is busy in their tournaments or they're qualifying. They don't have time to like the big teams don't have time to come and to the states and play Mexico. So I don't know what your opinion on that is. It just might be that's you know that's the best we can get are these types of games. Well, to answer his question, I don't think it's going to really serve the national team any real purpose. Uh, I th- think the one thing that you can try to hang hang on and try to look for positives that can be gotten that can that, that you can get from a game like this is the fact that uh, hopefully try to wash away the taste. And if they your best case scenario is that they they convincingly playing well to try to sort of kind of begin washing that taste uh, out, out, out of our mouths from that, from that 7-0. Um, and maybe, well, actually, I don't know, I, um, the, the, the call-ups, I'm a little bit iffy on who, who should they be calling for these games because uh, two schools of thought on whether you want to try to go for more consistency and, and more get the same players out there or experiment more, which is... Arguably one of the reasons he's gotten into trouble. Yeah, that's uh, we got a caller from Vegas. So, um, you got you uh, got a question from Vegas? Uh, hey man, uh, I'm originally from Vegas, but I actually live in Chicago now. How's it going, guys? Oh, cool. Pretty good. How are you? Another good. person from Chicago. Um, All right, welcome. Uh, hey, thanks, man. I uh, I normally don't get to catch the show live, um, and I was just on Twitter and saw you guys. We're taking questions. I usually just listen to the podcast, but um, I don't know how off topic I am. Uh, well, the, the reason I called is uh, here in Chicago, we've got an MLS team and they just took like a really sort of very serious stance on uh, the Puto chant. You know, they basically uh, at one of the games, they had the general manager come out and uh, and like address all the fans and basically say they were going to kick people out if they were seen doing it or were sort of reported as seen doing it. Um, and I just kind of wanted to get your guys' feedback on um, how you think MLS is handling it versus, like, um, in the in- international game and, like, how, how you guys kind of foresee that going. Well, uh, sorry about the technical difficulties, gentlemen, but uh, I guess I forgot to plug in my computer and went to sleep and I lost connection. But I, uh, you know, sadly, I think that we're going to start seeing more and more of that. It's uh it's not my, uh, you know, it's just, it's just so ridiculous that the, that they even have to police. It's like, you know, police yourself, for God's sake. You know, I know John Rico says that, uh, you know, that somebody's showing their right to be an asshole, but ultimately there's going to be a penalty involved. And if there's a penalty involved, then to me, it's just, it's just, you know, whether, whether you believe that the penalty should is just or not, there's going to be one involved. So just don't I, do it. I think it's a smart move uh, by MLS. Or if it's just uh, the, um, the team doing it, I think it's a smart move. Just because I think we ourselves have posted articles regarding this whole thing and how hypocritical it is, or how unfair it is to just point the finger at Mexico when lots of teams, including in the U.S., are doing it. So I, I think it's a smart way to distance themselves from that argument to say, no, actually, we're we're being proactive and we're immediately trying to put a stop to this. Um, by take by taking these measures, um, you know, to them, it, it's not part of their culture. It's something that's been newly adopted. So uh, I don't think um, I think it makes sense to try to get rid of it because why piss people off? 
You know, we had actually in our in our previous podcast, we had we had the the chant in the, in our open, which uh, uh, you know, they, we got kicked out of the stadium for having that, I believe. <laughs> we did. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, when did that happen? Yeah, well, when my, next time I go to the Dino game, I, I I believe when I went, we did we did hear a, a little bit of it. Um, it. It happens at the FC Dallas games too. Yeah. It's just uh, just patches of fans here and there that do it, but I mean, do 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 in regular games or even like football games, John? In your experience, if people start cussing and you know just really well, bad, let me put you this way: I go to the Texas OU game every year, or at least try to, and a half for the past twenty years. And the band plays Texas Fight, and you know, uh, there's a part in the game where the fans yell, you know, "Give them hell, give them hell, go horns, go." Well, at the Texas OU game, they go, "Give them hell, give them hell, OU sucks." Right, mm. and people say, "Well, you know, sucks is, is a word that's been kind of taken into the vernacular, and it's just you know, it's just part of the everyday lexicon." So it's but 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 the the, the meaning and, and the history of what that I mean, it's what that word is. It, in my opinion, is 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 almost is almost the same thing uh, as far as saying the puto chant. So if you have a problem with 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 them saying, "Oh, you sucks." Then you shouldn't have a problem with the puto chant because, and let's, and that's the other thing. Let's face it: in Mexico, the word puto, yes, it means you know homosexual prostitute. There's, there's no denying that. But that's not how it's used in Mexico, uh, at least not in the. And, and I'm not defending this at all, but I mean, it, it's a word that is more part of the everyday lexicon. Let's just say. Well, so is so is sucks, and I think sucks is a little bit soft. I mean, I'll, I'll say sucks, and usually, and I don't. I try not to cuss. Right, but but, like, but I mean, when I was a kid, if you said I mean, you if you said sucks, I mean, you might as well have said shit. Seriously. Do you say no mames? I don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I say it all the time. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I do. Too. But like I've heard in MLS games, they'll be like, uh, they'll say f u a hole and all that stuff. No, oh, there's there's two of me. There's like two of me. Now I will say this. Um, to your point, John, because I know you asked the question now. At Dodger Stadium, I uh, in the past, I may have arrived slightly, slightly drunk. Did you have one of those funny brownies? No, no, no. Funny brownies don't won't make you act belligerent. Um, I, this is all out. That is true. That is true. Yeah, brownies would have made me um pretty invisible. I think to for for the most part, but uh. No, the, the alcohol made me brave and loud and brash. And um, I actually got a card from one of the ushers saying, like, kind of like it had this, it was a uh, like a card, basically, that had a, a message saying, knock it off or Stop we're going to kick you out. Yeah. Trap, so, drunk, stupid is no way of through life, son. It's very true. Yeah, they have they have uh, something very similar here at White Sox games in Chicago. They have, on, on the back of every seat, they have a, a text thing that you could send a text, tell... Tell them who, like, what seat the person is that's causing a problem, and they'll they'll do the same thing. So it's like you don't even have to confront anybody. It's all just like online. In section four. That's pretty advanced, man. In Mexico, that that would actually help a, a lot because I've been to games in Mexico where it's just horrific. But is it really that bad? I I I constantly hear pundits say how uh, that's one of the, the the virtues of the Mexican league is the fact that it's a family friendly environment. In some places, but I've been to I think several. It depends places. on where you sit. There's always a drunk. I mean, it's you get you get you get you can get a bad place. You can get to a bad place where there's some drunk people around you. Because when you go to the Azteca, it's general admission, right? So it's like you just get in and find a seat. 
there's always that one guy. But in Azteca, and this, there's a whole row of Pumas fans behind me just going crazy with beer and getting and yelling and all kinds of obscenities. In El Volcan, there was just one guy, one single guy who was yelling all kinds of crazy stuff. He was drunk probably as well. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the game either way. See, so once again, you know, just just proves the old adage that Pumas are they represent the league much better than Monterrey does when 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 given the opportunity. But the fitness. <laughs> And I, and and that chant is appropriate because I don't think you're going to hear that passion, and especially like a passion that's shown in Argentina, where it's like it's scary to go to a Boca River game in the United States. That would never happen. That text to for, to rat on a dude that's yelling would never happen in uh, would never fly in Argentina. It's just like there. I mean, I don't even think it would fly in Mexico actually. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, exactly. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even fly you know, for a Mexican. Friend you know what would happen, States. Dan? What would happen, Dan? If 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 if, if in Mexico, if, if like they did that at the, like a you know, see Monday, Monday, uh, Monday auxilio a este numero. This would be no mames. Like, you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> there, there, there ain't nothing gonna. You might as well just sit it out because no one's coming to help. <laughs> well, we laugh at you. Would you say, by and large? Um, the people that even that aren't participating are probably a little more th- like not as thin-skinned, where they're not going to find a lot of that stuff offensive. They just consider it part of the experience, and just if they're not approving of it, they kind of just ignore it, basically. Because yeah, well, when I, I, I just at, remember like, soccer games or at baseball games, it's a little different. Like sometimes you're like I've been with one of my friends who's just been really drunk, and he's just been like yelling like shit at like one of the one of the players like just trying to antagonize them and there's some like you know it'll be like a like a eight-year-old kid who's just like going to his baseball game and he's like you know you could tell he's like having a hard time with all of the like the yelling and stuff like that so i, I think for some of those people yeah it's really hard but i think most people most of the people are kind of used to it you know they, they know that's part of it and you know and at soccer games you know like mls games it's it's different. You know, there's the supporter sections, there's the very specific areas, and then there's the rest of the stadium, right? So I think that, you know, the, the supporter sections that would be doing stuff like, you know, shouting puto or like, or like trying, trying to antagonize the, you know, any other players or trying to get out to them, I think they're, they're mostly separated. But, you know, like, you know, in sections where, like, shout puto, like, that's not okay with everyone else, and they're going to give that person a hard time, you know, or, or, you know, like at least where I sit. Yeah, it's interesting. The uh, and I just I just had it on the tip of my tongue, and I have. Well, oh. I, I was going to say, John, to to add yeah. on to that. Um, it is some some for some people. It really is uh, not. It's too much for them. The experience, where uh, that kind of uh, that kind of passion shown shown in the stands. I, I went to a friendly, uh, an America Chivas friendly at the LA Coliseum. Now that always tends to bring in um, a more raucous crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Cool. That's a nice way to put it. Now let me um, ask you this: Is is it more raucous wearing wearing yeah, raucous wearing wearing the stripes? You can be honest. Wait, what, what was the question? You're neutral. Who are who are the more raucous of the group? The, the, chief, the ones the, where the Chivas fans actually threw shit at me, so uh, I'm gonna like, say like the Chivas. literal p- human. No, feces. no, no, not feces, but uh, so 
What? One of a. One of, that is how I would expect an America fan to, to behave, but not I'm a Chile actually trying fan. To, I'm trying to remember now. Fans. I'm trying to remember. Actually, no, I, I got that one wrong. It was, they were America fans that, that were throwing stuff at us, actually. Because uh, one of the, one of the guys that we were with was a Chivas fan. The rest of us were neutrals. We were just kind of going for the for, just to watch the game, and um, we but as he we walked, ruined it for everybody. He ruined it for everybody. He ruined the experience because they were throwing stuff at him. And yeah, guys as, were, as we were, were walking through the aisles, yeah, there was just uh, this um, sweet, uh, sweet looking middle aged woman lady who just like saw us walking through, and she just turned toward us and just yelled "fuera, fuera," and then immediately just kind of. Uh, got everybody's heads to turn in our directions and then immediately the entire section started pelting us and we just we literally had to run away and um it was it was a crazy experience there was m80s being um being lit up in the, in the middle of the aisles like on the stairs on the steps uh it, 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 it was a uh, skyrock uh bottle rocket were there any any human sacrifices uh, <laughs> no nothing like that i, I think you, i think you just want to say a bunch of pendejadas <laughs> yeah, it was great. It, it, I personally had a great time. I I, it, I thought it was a great time. But the, some of the, some of my friends that went there turned them off completely and and actually went kind of turned them into MLS fans. Did they, did they clutch their pearls? Did they clutch their pearls at the game? Was that what the, the whole time where they just like? Well, I'm, I'm speaking of a couple, so it was more the 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 wife uh, who. Who found all of it a little this too much? This never happened at an LA Galaxy game. They are LA Galaxy fans. They are. It was funny because there was a movie. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember what movie it was, but uh, Paul Rudd went with some dude to an LA Galaxy, and he was like, he was supporting it. <laughs> Just, I know that they're not like that at all, but th- th- that guy has forever painted. Uh, I believe it's I Love Galaxy. You, Man. <laughs> is that what it is? I think it's I Love yeah. You, Man. Yeah. Where he's trying, to find, a, he's trying these... to find a friend, uh, a buddy to hang out with, a best man, and uh, he goes out with that with that gym guy who takes him to a galaxy game. I need to get some uh, some clips of that. So every time we we talk Giovanni, <laughs> uh, play that some of those clips. I think that would be excellent. Now one thing we haven't talked about, and I think that uh, that, that Albert has has given us some information. So we'll uh, we got another one. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. Oh, also, John. I'm yes. actually before I think we've all forgotten. The first caller had a second question. Do you guys remember what that was? I uh, I think it was a question about Olympic two. He had three questions. Yeah, really, he's like I have, I have a couple of questions. He just like went down this list of like thirteen questions. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what well, what what happens is now we have to like actually like like have a pen and paper so Damn. we can write this yeah. stuff down. So, well, we but I believe the question we have a caller. We have well, we have another caller. Uh, first of all, yeah. Hello. Yes, call please. Go, go, caller. Hello. Yes, caller. You are on the air. You are. Yes, we do. You are on the air. Oh, okay, great. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Sergio. Hey, hey how are you, Sergio? Sergio from from Big Soccer, Sergio. Sergio. Now, is it Sergio or Sergio? Um, what, what do you prefer? I'm sorry. Is it Sergio or, or or Sergio? What do you prefer? Uh, either or. Either or doesn't really matter. This is a, one of my very good friends. He actually went to my wedding. Went to your wedding? Yeah, I did. I was a, yeah, I went to Danny's wedding uh, a couple years ago. And the wedding party? Sat me next to a NAD, a NAD fan, I think it was. He wanted to start or was a fight. It a Salvadoran this, it's actually, no, it's actually the same. Um, 
Dan, uh, did you do your duty? Did you do your duty and, and hook up your, your friend at your wedding with with the, the desperate and the horny? <laughs> did you do your duty, Dan? Uh, did, 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 I'm not gonna lie, um we, we kind of lumped them in with like a no no I'm kidding. I, I think I, I lumped them with my friends. So oh. there you go. Yeah, but, you no, no, but the the table was great, like the table that that I was with were were uh, everybody was cool. Um even the even the Nat fans, so I guess they're not all bad. Sergio, what can we do for you, uh, sir? Thank, thank you for calling, by the way. I really appreciate the call. Yeah. Oh, no problem. No problem. You know, I was just—I just wanted to chime in about. Uh, you guys were talking about um, stadium atmosphere and, and how things are. And I remember back in 2010, I went to a uh, Toluca game, it was Toluca versus Cruz Azul, and uh, you know, like the atmosphere was fun and it was cool and. And uh, nobody was being really, really crazy. It wasn't until uh, it was halftime, and I was sitting on the uh, uh, by where the uh, goals are at, or one of the goals, and it was the tunnel where the where the players uh, go in and out of. So it's halftime, and the uh, refs and Senator, can I ask you a question? Real- the tunnel. And, can I ask you a question, uh, real quick? Senator? A bunch of kids just ran. Ran to the uh, ran to the fence, and um, where all the players are going to be, and they were just like giving them all sorts of crap. And these were like I don't know, ten year old kids maybe, and they were yelling stuff that I was like, man, I- I'm pretty vulgar, but these kids were pretty freaking vulgar. You're, you're so, saying that the New Yorkers would have blushed what the kids were saying. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, they even caught me off guard. Um, but other than that, I mean, like. You kind of get that in all sporting events, you know. Uh, people just kind of being being a little crazy or using, I don't know, crude language. You kind of no, no, no. Did, did Cruz Azul win the game? Did Cruz Azul win the game? No, it was a tie. It was zero zero. So uh, it was actually not too bad of a game for being a zero zero game, but nobody won. There was no no goal scorer scored. Now, uh, yeah, Sergio, we were we were just about to talk about it. J- J- Chiquis has a special report for us. We've we've been very curious to to know what's been going on with uh, with the Chivas uh, with Chivas TV, and Chiquis has prepared a special report for us to talk about how they're actually trying to provide this information. And I saw a tweet uh, that that came in earlier, kind of cracked me up, saying, you know the. So I'm, I'm starting to think that uh, this online thing is actually becoming more and more of reality. It might happen more and more. But Chickies, please, uh, what were you going to uh, fill in? Uh, well, some some news came out today and sort of got me like wanting to investigate a little bit more. But uh, apparently they changed their terms of service, and whoever reads that, I don't know. Whenever you see that, you just hit agree and then go uh, on. I, I read it every time. Yeah. Actually, I don't. But I'm gonna read that. But uh, apparently, they changed it, and it might be common language because I think someone else posted that they've seen it in other agreements. But uh, they they said that the verbiage was that you can't the the consumer can't complain to uh, I forget the organization that they have in Mexico, Procura or something like that. That uh, the be- the Better Business Bureau of Mexico. Yeah, the Better Business Bureau of Mexico. So there, so there, everyone's going all crazy on that. But I looked into. Uh, 
the the statement, the complaint that they have logged at their website and everything, and it mentions that a certain company is hosting them. So Chivas is actually using this company from the Netherlands to uh, stream the video, the games. But I think Chivas has to send them the stream, and they just provide like the back the back end servers and everything. Um, but it's still up to Chivas to provide an app and to provide the front end and all of that. I couldn't find out where those servers are located if they're in, because one of the, one of the things on the, on the Mexican website, the, the Better Business Bureau said that that was, you know, that might be an issue, but you don't know where the server's at. They could be in the States. They could be all over the place. And I think, uh, uh, Oscar de Loya, his organization, they stream through there. There's some other people that they had on the website that stream through there. Um, so I think it might We're actually working on a webcast this weekend. Yeah, so saying that and then now now in your experience, I mean in, in the experience, I mean it, it is for what they want to do, are they are they are they do they have the to be able to handle the the amount of people that would watching their their stream or do you think that they're still just completely under either underestimating or unwilling to to step up the the ability to share games live to, you know, potentially millions of people. In, in my opinion, I, I think, and I've never heard of this company, but just looking at its website and looking at, you know, I looked at its website pretty in depth. Uh, I think it seems pretty legit, pretty reliable of a company. If they can get their front end and whatever they have to do going well, I think it could be a, a, a really good thing. But like I said last time, I don't think it's really on their end. I think it's on the consumer's end in Mexico. They don't have the internet speeds across the board in Mexico to be able to to have this going. They're, to get it to work, they're going to have to call up and get a new router and get an increase in speed and a new plan and pay more money per month to have speeds that will be able to support and 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 do that. Like here in the States, our the basic plan is pretty much good enough for one or, you know, a group of people at home. Beto, do you think though it's reasonable that they should have um they should already kinda know that you're gonna need I mean, I'm not a tech techie guy at all, but I kinda know that I need a good speed in order to stream. You don't think this this should be common knowledge already in Mexico? Well, not only that, but it should also be common knowledge, at least by the people that are trying to uh, present this a, a product this way. That, that, that you know, maybe they should have done their homework a little to see that, like that, that their market is. I also, I also would hope uh, that hopefully Chivas TV would be saying, you know, like to have um, you should have a minimum internet speed in order to in in order to to get the optimal experience. Yeah, I think they should have. You know what this reminds me of? If you guys ever listen to the radio and they say, hey, this is, you know, FM 14, you know, they tell you all the frequencies are on and they go, and then we're on HD2, blah, 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 blah. Who the hell has HD2? I don't even know what that is. Exactly. That, that, that's, that's why I see GSC. Why are you making it so hard for, for, for your fans to, to watch a game? I mean, I mean, and not only are they making them for them, but they're making they're making them pay for it. It's it's sort and of like for their entire lives, it was available, it was freely available. Well, I think it's clear they're trying, they're banking on on, on the ones that can afford it, and and the hell with the ones that can't. And maybe maybe they've calculated. But that. I understand I understand that. But my point is 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 that their 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 target audience. Well, 
not their target audience, but their their biggest audience. That's that's what I don't understand. Yeah, I think they're. I they think couldn't they're, have struck in the deal with like ESPN or Fox or uh, Sky or any of those. I don't know. I just seems like they could. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I I, I mean, I understand the gamble, and uh, you know, for the first few weeks, I don't think the I don't think I don't think the gamble has been worth it. And now, I mean, if if it ends up being a total failure, then they're going to go back to TV, and TV's going to go. Remember that hundred offer? You now it's fifty. You know, take it or leave it. It's. Uh, it's uh, you know it's it's a very very risky move and uh, I you know I, I just I just don't think that they that they fully understood the implications of of, of what they're doing at least initially and it's, it's something that, uh, that 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 may cost them in the long run and uh, I, I just have a feeling that they're going to be back on TV uh, it'll be this season but it'll definitely be next they will be back on TV. It could, in Mexico. I think it could fail, and that'll happen. If not, I think it could succeed. Um, but another thing I just thought of is how many people in Mexico have actual smartphones that can watch a video uh, on phones like that? Um, because the the real fanatic. Well, I know that the, that the percentage of the population is, is that has internet is very high. It's in the it's in the sixty to seventy percent range, which is which is pretty impressive. But but like you said, uh, Chiquis, you know how many of those people have a. Uh, you know, have the, uh, the 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 speed capabilities to be able to watch the game in a in yeah. a reasonable manner. They're relying on the popularity of smartphones, the popularity of social. It's because it's blowing up. It's blowing up in the states, and it's blowing up, or it has been in the states, and it's blowing up in Mexico like crazy. Even like the cartels have been known to look at social media and stuff like that. We we hear articles about that. So they Chivas is relying. I think that's what they're looking at most is. This is huge. The internet is huge. Social media is huge. Smartphones, tablets. We want to. We want to be first. Yep. I mean, I understand that. It's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I said it, it's. Uh, I did it. Did it. That it could eventually, you know, head that way. But I mean, understand that. You know, Chivas is. Uh, you know, they're not just any team. I mean, and and then that's. I think that that's the problem. I'm not an issue. I have it, but I think that that's you know, it's like the, the the good thing and the bad thing about the argument. Is that they say, well, you know, we can have, you know, X hundred thousands, maybe a million, but if, but if they're not prepared, if they're not prepared to handle that, and if the country isn't prepared to deliver that, then it's not, you know, it, it, it doesn't seem like it's maybe maybe it'll happen in two or three years. Who knows? If 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 they stick it out that long, or they stick it out that long, you know, what what do we always talk about with Amex? Well, is I, they, I think if it's, there's a demand though for it, though, John, just like anything, if there's a demand for it, then I think you're gonna you're gonna see the the, the the improvement in the infrastructure itself to, to, to just be able to provide higher speeds. I, I think it'll happen just because people want it. But people do do people want it though? I mean, I know that we don't have Joel and. Uh, I do think so. I think people want Netflix. And, and I think people want all that stuff, and you need Juan. you need good speeds to do that. I mean, I'm just guessing here. Yeah. But no, no, I, I know they want that. I'm saying, do they really? I mean, do they want Chivas that much that they want to pay? The Netflix fee for it every month. Okay, that's a separate question. And, and people in Mexico. But, 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 but that's what they're asking. That is that is that is what what Chivas is asking. Do you guys want to pay? Well, maybe maybe uh, maybe the cost for this service because there's a there's a cost for this service to stream through this uh, this company. Maybe that's so cost efficient, so so cheap 
that they, that they they're forced to choose that. Maybe they're. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how the Omni Life business is going and stuff, but maybe that's their only choice. Maybe they're like going downhill or something. And but a guy is like, man, I'm a cheapskate. I'm gonna do this. I'm I'm not even gonna deal with no TV deal because that costs too much. And I don't know what TV deals cost or anything, but that's just an idea. Well, Sergio, do you have anything else to add before we let you go? Um, no, no, that's it. That's it. Nice talking to you guys. Yeah, thanks. Well, for we appreciate you calling. Thank you very much, as always. Now, John, um, uh, I do want to say that yes. I'm also personal friends with Sanchito too. I just didn't want to divulge his real name since he didn't. Um, but um, but yeah, he's also my buddy here in San Diego. Okay. Well, uh, also, so, I, uh, I, I don't want to make it seem like I was California on the phone and only embracing Surge. So I just I guess I'm just trying to uh, make sure nobody nobody gets butt hurt here. <laughs> I have equal love for everyone. No. Oh, so uh, so you're hedging your bets. I understand. Now uh, we did uh, hear back from uh, from Tomas, and his other question was: I asked about the Olympics and what your expectations are, and is there a real significance of what happens as far as the main selection is concerned? I think that the significance should be uh, somewhat, uh, I guess, trepidatious. I mean, we thought. That, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but when Mexico won the gold medal in 2012, I mean, I was my expectations were were beyond insane at that point. I mean, I thought that they were well on their way to you know having the one of their best, if not their best performance ever, at a World Cup in 2012. So, is it a good indicator? Uh, I don't I don't know if we'll if we'll know one way or the other until we see how these guys do. You can't the uh, the win in, in 2012 because, you know, or maybe you could judge us. No, no, it's not a good indicator at all. Who knows? Uh, other countries have won the Olympics and haven't really done much on on the world stage. And Iraq won a bronze medal uh, in 2004. Would you say it's fair player. to say that the, the tournament itself is increasing it? Um, in its importance recently, semi-recently, because, I mean, it seems like certain countries, uh, like Argentina, take it seriously. Brazil is desperate for it. Um, I think clearly, I think it, it means a lot more now. Uh, would you guys say that's fair? Only because Argentina see, saw that Mexico won it last time, so they're going to be like, who are these Mexicans to be able to come and do this? And, and, and can, So they're going to be like, oh, man, we gotta we got to humiliate them. we got to put them back in their place. <laughs> oh, but some other things. Well, yeah, that's my that's my take on that. Wow, harsh words from from Hayes County. I don't think I don't think it's it's a big deal. Like I'm I'm not even that too excited. Even knowing Mexico's going there, maybe it's because of their team, and I don't, I'm not thinking they're going to do real well. But I mean, I'm not too too concerned over this tournament. Or maybe I'm bummed because of uh, Copa America. I don't know. So the reality for me is, uh, for a tournament like this, is you know how how is Chucky going to do? Is he going to play well? What about this Lozano kid or not Lozano Pizarro? Is he going to? Uh, what kind of tournament is he going to have? So it's, to me, I'm looking at it. How are the individual players going to do? Are they, are they going to? You know, I mean, I I I could be you know fine with bowing out to Argentina, whatever it is. You know, he's not even making the group stage if if, if if a few players, you know, you know play really well. That being said, if, if players play really well, then the team's going to do really well. And I think that we have, you know, two or three players, and if they play extremely well, I think that Mexico's going to do great. So, 
you know, individually, and I go back to the 2012 team. I mean, I thought that, you know, Marco Fabian had finally come into his own. I, you know, I was so excited about Chaton because, I mean, he's just like the, the perfect uh, defensive midfielder. I mean, you see a guy like that. It's like, man, he's going to play. He's going to be like the next Torrado for 10 years. It's fantastic. You know, for as much as people bitch about Torrado, I mean, you know, those players are those players are hard to come by. They're so important. Do you think Chucky and, uh, is... You know, obviously, Odima played well. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you think Chucky is, um, do you think he's already has a new team and he's going to get moved after the, the Olympics like it's being speculated or, or is he still kind of? He was interviewed today or yeah, I think today and they asked him, will you go to Manchester? Are you, as a true and false questions that they were given and then he said, uh, or they asked him, are you going to Manchester United? And he, he just said, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Because yeah, I mean, because if, like, if he's still being shopped around, then uh, obviously this is another way for him to to put himself on the shopping window. If he has a big tournament, I think might be in the works. Might be in the works, but I don't think he really knows. From that. in other questions, he was sort of being truthful, and and some and some he just straight up lied. I think in one of them, he said he even cried. Like after there was a lot of people that were crying after the Chile loss and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was a pretty. Another thing that I saw from Potro, I think, uh, in a press conference today was that he said Chicharito never wanted to be part of the process for the Olympics, sort of like an insult or something. And, and Oribe was with him in the press conference. I don't know what that was all about, but I found that interesting. I don't see how that's a big deal, though, even if it's true. Yeah, I don't know. Like Can that. you blame someone for not wanting to play? Well, I mean, I don't think Chicharito had a choice to, to be part of the Olympic process. I mean, if he was going to play Copa America, I mean, there's no way that Leverkusen was going to, you know, let play both, and there was no way they were going to let him play one where they didn't, they weren't obligated. I mean, he's, you know, they they have a chance to. I'm not saying they're going to win the Bundesliga, a chance to do pretty well, and they want him around for the preseason. And, and frankly, I'd much rather have him do that anyway, for him, for his sake, keep him going. So yeah, for Potro, see that you know the, that that's the PR stuff that I always talk about. I'll talk to your coach, you know. I know that, but just you know, when it comes to stuff like that, it's like you know, just have you know, have a better way to say what you want him to say. So they just the way that they shape their message, uh, the FF sometimes isn't the best. It's not their it's not their forte, and it was uh, something else that Joel and I talked also. Uh, you know, segue nicely into another topic, and that's Juan Carlos Osorio, who now has his lesson and says, when the game's 3-0, now I know what to do. Thanks. Valuable lesson learned for, for Juan Carlos Osorio. Yeah, his his stock went down after that interview, man. I, I, I didn't have so much problems with the interview. That Obviously, that part of it sucked, but I mean, but other parts of it that I think were somewhat encouraging. Yeah, he, he yeah, that was uh, that was very disappointing. You know, how about when it's two zero? You you think about doing something, not three zero. How about two zero? You know, what you do can you think still he's probably saying? I think well, I think that's what I think he's basically saying that like he's going to try to win up until that point. But the problem was like, and we've talked about it here. It wasn't just the one game. Why didn't he? Why doesn't he say anything about what was happening in previous games, like the Jamaica or the other game, 
it was well, I think, something else that he was doing wrong this whole time, and it just came to. Uh, I think, in his opinion, those were successful games. Yeah, he needs to go on there, <laughs> and he's gonna have another probably sad instance about about to happen in Columbus or or whenever. And like I think John said that might he might end up being or Tuka might end up being in 2017 the new coach. Yeah, you know he has the two games in September, which are meaningless. That's uh, part of the quadrangular that they're playing right now to go to El Salvador because, and play. Now El Salvador will be say, a good test. He maintained though, John. I mean uh, that that his tactics were were he still feels that they were the, the correct ones. Where he feels that still with the players that Mexico no. has, they should be playing. Um, like uh, al, al tu por tu uh, uh, against Chile, that they have the, the team to do you know, that. That's fine. Play al tu por tu all you want, but you know Chile exposed some major, major issues that his formation had, and he never made the adjustment. Unfortunately, not in the entire game. And to me, I mean, if you're going to play a team like 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 Chile, you have you have to understand that that you have to take a more defensive posture with them. Because they're, not only do they want the ball, but they're dangerous. You know, Mexico isn't as dangerous with the ball as Chile is. But why on earth would you give it to them? You know, just freely give it to them. And you have to, you know, you you have to be able to control what they didn't let them get frustrated, and then you hit them. And uh, for I just I I don't understand why they didn't play them like that. I mean, I'm not saying bunker up or anything. You know, although sometimes you know sometimes that's warranted. In this case. You know, just don't be as risky. You know, don't send eight guys up the field and only have your two uh, centrales back. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. You can't do that against the league. And they showed they showed you why. So, and then and, you know, for, so so I, I think I think his tactics were were were. were now he does have a, a molero, and that was another question that that Tomas in in in, uh, in, in, in Chicago has. The Mexico is playing for the what the fourth time in in. in Six years, uh, New Zealand, and the reason for that, yes, is a fetched FIFA, but the the reason is that they can only get New Zealand is because every other continent in the middle of their World Cup qualifying, so so no other country uh, except for Oceania, so no other country was available for Mexico to play, so that's why they're playing New Zealand, and uh, there you have it. It's uh. Is this it is, is this as, a as, sum as requirement? They get it. If I were Chicharito, I would go no. Pardon me. Yeah, it's, it's, you're exactly. It is the the contractual obligation game. You are exactly correct. This is like Monty Python's contractual obligation album. <laughs> if uh, anybody ever listened to that, they were younger. He's going to be at all time high with Osorio on this game. Then you better. Uh... You better have them playing well. Well, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea just to say, like, if they could arrange it to just have all the Euro guys stay stay there and just make it a Liga MX-based call. Exactly. There's there's zero well, you know, but but they won't be able to because they say, hey, man, we need to sell tickets. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, for them to fly over for that, I think, would be... Uh, well, did I mishear? I heard that wasn't one of the games, like, sold a bunch of tickets even before they announced the opponent. So, I mean... Yeah, they've never been to Nashville, so they've, they've already sold 20,000. So there you go. So, I mean, it doesn't even matter to some to some degree who even shows up. I mean, as long as they're wearing the, 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 the green jersey, it's they're going to show up. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, another... Right. right. So, so... 
the question. So you said send, send Hulet Benya up, is what you're saying. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to that. But, uh, and I think it's a question that Thomas had that uh, about these moleros, that even though there's tons of moleros that are happening, Mexicans are going to go and pay tons of money to go and watch them. And I wish that wouldn't be the case. Like, if they want to end this sum deal and all this stuff, the only reason, the only way it's going to end is you know, if they stop. Stop going to the game. Stop buying the expensive tickets to see Zeeland or Senegal or whoever. Well, just to play devil's advocate, I don't, I'm not one of those people who think these moletos are all bad. I'd like to, I mean, some of that money does trickle down to, um, the, the, the national team, the, the, the youth teams. So, I mean, it, it, some of that I think is responsible on some level for the success that the, the success that some of the, uh, the the youth teams are actually having. That's why I think that the whole war against some is a stupid war, man. They should just embrace the molero and just go to every single game and buy. If if start selling season passes, we should start selling them. We should start buying them too. Release the kraken. <laughs> Fernando, thank you for joining us. Hey, uh, I, I didn't realize that you would come on. Otherwise, I would have introduced you. Fernando, no did you just did you just join right now because you were watching your your Rayados play that real tough game they had down in Haiti? <laughs> Fortunately, no. Right why you're just tuning in? Because I'm not gonna lie, the 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 the, the incidence of the timing is 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 a little suspect. <laughs> no, it's a little I, suspect. I actually have like. Come on, you can answer the question, Senator. It's all right. If you'd rather spend your time watching your rayados instead of hanging out with us, well, you know, you could have <laughs> no. done both. No, absolutely not. Um, uh, that's not something I would do. Like, like, uh, what happened was that I just recently moved. I don't have internet. I have nothing. My phone's about to die. So, like, I just... Uh, oh, so, so, you, you, you know, it's a good thing that you're not... Or, you know, like, there's a fire because your phone's about to die. And, like, you like, you can, I can only stay on for a few more minutes. Yeah. Send help. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm here. I'm ready to go. But 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 still, I just I just find it very suspect <laughs> that you called immediately, like literally the first commercial after the Monterrey game was over. So you're saying that that is just that is just a gigantic coincidence. Absolutely, you know, coincidence happened in real life. I uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to call O. You know, I wish I wish I wish my bad cop could 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 spot the lies, but I don't have a bad cop. <laughs> Actually, I do have the bad cop saying. So let's. We have a... No estén buscando tres patas al pinche gato que no tiene. So yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. So, so you're saying for now that the molero no, and I understand what you guys are saying. It's just it's a good way. Now we'll say this: the the molero, the the, the quantity of molero games has gone way down. Uh, you know, ten years ago, when Mexico only had uh, Rafa Marquez playing in Europe, they played. They would play the four or five games outside of Fecha FIFA uh, because they could, and that's how they would do their 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 contractual obligation. But uh, now, you know, as far as Monero, there's only like one or two a year. This one is, uh, you know, why? Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess you could look at it as it'll help them get ready for Concacaf because New Zealand is going to be a very, def- you know, very physical defensive team. That's if I were a betting man. Or that's that, that is as positive a spin as I could put on that game. No, you know what? Like some is uh, they know how to, you know, uh, how do you say, 
um, plan things ahead. You know, they knew that this uh, this summer Copa America was gonna. The expectations were so high that you know they didn't plan too many games after after the tournament, and it obviously paid off. Just imagine if they would have had a partido molero after the seven zero. Damn. I think I think they needed that. That was a great calculation by some organization to not uh, uh, you right. as a as as a human being and a and a fan and a you know at the time a reporter. We're at the at the seven zero game. You got to you got to witness the whole thing live and in living color. Yeah, I know. Carne hueso. <laughs> so my question to you is: Are you are you with quemado as the as the players? Do you think? You know, did, did, did you walk out of that uh, stadium feeling like, feeling like you'd been branded? I, I branded I was, with big L for loser. You know, uh, I'll tell you what. One of the we had the I don't, I, I don't know if I shared with you guys one of the uh, reporters or journalists that were there in the in the, in the Fernando's confession. No, he ser- uh, he was complaining about the puto chant. You know, like how it was so bad. And well, you told us that. They tell you guys about how he says, "Oh, I, yeah. at least we're not going to hear the puto chant anymore." And well, that turned out that to be completely untrue. So right, because the Mexico fans started saying the puto chant to their own team. No, As, they uh, started saying it in other games, even at the last USA match versus Colombia. The puto chant. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's something I would be proud of. Oh, you mean the USA? Yeah. Yes, you did tell us all about that, Fernando. Fernando, what is going on with Monte- what is going on with Monterrey, Fernando? They look good. It's it's probably the worst Monterrey team I've seen in like 30 years. It's the same team as last year. Should, should, should they should they go ahead and just fire the coach, start all over again? No, they shouldn't. But it's that cancer, Carlos Sanchez, man. He ruined the chemistry of the team, and now they're sucking. They need to get rid of him, honestly. But the, so he, need, he that, needs to go. Yeah, he uh, Carlos Sanchez needs to, you know, be sold. So you're saying that his his decision has ruined every and all kind of chemistry that that Monterrey has, and now he is a pox in the locker room. He must be removed. I think it will be beneficial. I I think we will see change in the field. Well, this is an Aldo de Mexico. And he missed the penalty. He missed two penalties, or was it three? How many penalties does Monterrey miss? In the past two weeks, it's like it's like four or five, right? What? You know, I hear I, I hear it. I hear it could be as high as a half dozen. That's what that's what people that's what people say. People are saying it could be as high as a half dozen. <laughs> no, well, yeah, he's definitely a cancer, so like he needs to go, and um, and I hope that they do sell him sometime soon. I think the the market is still open until August thirty first, right? Where do you think he should go? Do you think he should go to uh, where do you think he should go? Should he go to like an America? Send them back to Uruguay, man. So you don't even want him in the country anymore. You don't even want him. In the, so you think he, like he's maybe they should like send him to El Salvador or or, or, or Honduras. <laughs> that would be good, but yeah. Play send, play send in that uh, that out. stadium in Trinidad. <laughs> or, or, or 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 worse yet for you, or worse yet for you like MLS. Oh, actually, that would be awesome. He can go ruin that league. So, yeah, he, yeah, it's a bad start. And but you know, the good thing about the Mexican league is it's still early on. Fernando, I, I think you're being you're being a little deceptive again. Please, please tell us how you really feel about Carlos Sanchez. 
<laughs> I think I already said enough. He needs to go. He needs to get out. And you say this is all because during the second leg of the final, I said, no, I've got to go to Uruguay because they need me. You know what? Um, when, when, when the very same, the very same, like not, not three days later, there were what, like like five Uruguayans playing in the Champions League final. Exactly. You know, that's exactly what pissed me off about an interview that uh, El Profe Tavares said. Like, Minimizaron tus rayados, Hernandos. What happened? Exactly. And you know, like league as well. Man, like he. Like, he was blaming the league. Oh, how could you play a league that you know the Copa America was about to start? Like, at this time, why did, would you make the league this calendar like this? And I'm like, wow, you, your Godin was in the Champions League. What's wrong with you? And you let him. Not only that, but Copa America's calendar came out way after Mexico's league was announced. So Yeah, it was announced a year before. So, so you are just that. That's it. You're, 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 you're done. You're done. You're, you're done with, uh, with Monterrey because you, you won't watch them until they get rid of Carlos. Are you boycotting the Rayados until, uh, no, until I, Carlos Sanchez is I, removed? I know, I know that. Or, or, or will you, will, will you watch them in protest? <laughs> I think, I think he was secretly hoping they would lose that final against Pachuca. And it, and I think, I think so. So, we, so, so we have somebody to blame. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> So that he could start his campaign of his his smear campaign against Carlos Sanchez. It only it only it only, it only helped it only helped rile the rile the masses. No, it's just that um uh no I I wanted Rayados to win and and seeing him how he ran away from us like at the every single time we ask him he'd just be running away especially if he saw some Mexican trying to ask him a question at the at the mix zone. He's a coward, man. He needs to go. He's he's a Uruguayan man. He's just like like I was talking about Argentina, looking at Mexico down, looking down to Mexico, and Uruguay's the same way. He is the same way. Don't you understand? I am Uruguayan, and I am. Um, it, it should be a privilege for you to watch me play. When you say that, I'm picturing that one blonde dude. One blonde dude. What's his name? He he doesn't play with anymore, but that, he was like the like the cockiest, arrogant. Who, and, Enzo Francescoli? No, he, he he just stopped playing recently. I forget his name, the blonde. Alvaro Recoba? Oh, uh, Diego Forlan? Forlan, yeah, Forlan. That dude was like, I hated that guy, man. He's like the arrogant. Him and Torrado were going at it one time. I forget. He, he was just like, he was, you know, just the cockiest, smug type of player I've ever seen. It was, uh, they, they are definitely, uh, Another team that is, as we talked about earlier, well versed in the dark arts. There's no, there's no question of that. Son, ¿cómo se les dice a esos? Uh, se les dicen que son uh, mamelucos. <laughs> I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> that's like bib or something, isn't it? Yeah. Son so we should, uh, we should probably wrap it up here with. Uh, with one last time. By the way, thank you to all our callers that have, that have called in tonight. It's, it's made the show very entertaining and very informative. It's been a... Wait, I missed the callers already? We had, we had, we had like a litany of callers. We had like one caller after another for like, for like two minutes and, and 45 seconds. It was impressive. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, we, we, and then, and then we had a guy who called and, 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 and apparently he, uh, he can, he can, he can give us the sizzle. I believe is what, what he, what he's claiming that he can, 
you know, kind of make us pop a little bit more, which uh, is interesting. So looking forward to uh, seeing that, seeing the Sanchito bounce. Let's okay. hope that uh, let's hope that it happens. So All thank right. you, Sanchito. Of course, we had a call from Tomas, a call from Sturge, and uh, who else do we have a call from? A couple other guys that were unidentified. Chicago. Yeah, we had two guys from Chicago, uh, Sergio and Sanchito, and that might be it. And I two, two guys from Chicago. Yeah. So oh, one guy good. from Vegas. Wait, or was that the guy from so, Chicago? So, yeah, that was the guy from Chicago. Yeah, no, Tomas was from Chicago. He actually asked and then followed up with a question on the uh, on the chat page. But one last topic for y'all that the, that I don't know if I had a chance to read the uh, the little chat that Joel and I. Had and uh, today we were talking about how how to improve. What can Mexico do to 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 improve its or to or to or or, or, to, or to find find its 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 its, its heart in in, in 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 the soccer culture? You know, how how can they? Uh, what what can they add to it? And uh, uh, you know, he seems to think, and uh, it's too bad the Joel isn't here to to. Elaborate on this a little more than he already did, because I think that what he said was was very interesting. As far as Mexico, just right now at this moment, just doesn't seem like you know, with the population that it has, is just not fully taking advantage of of of, of really making the sport of you know become a, a more entrenched part of of the of of, of the fabric of 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 a culture and a, and a country. And one of the one of the things we talked about, we talked about a couple of things. You know, one of them we uh, he said it was something that Ronnie had actually brought up, and and, and he was in a an agreement to, and I am as well. Is uh, it would be great to see Mexico have like an FA style cup in the country where the amateur teams, you know, third division, second division, first division, all play. And uh, you know that would certainly uh, you know spread the. Uh, Spread the sport uh, more so, you know, and uh, you know, and then another thing that what it would do is also obviously help them uh, find, uh, you know, more talent that probably otherwise wouldn't get a chance to to be seen. And then the other idea that I had that looks like it's actually starting to happen, and I, and I wish we could have somebody that could give us more information is uh, I've always thought it was you know, one of the things that I've always admired about the U.S. is how they have you know high school sports is is so. Uh, Well, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, it, they, they just, it, it's something that a lot of resources are dedicated to. Let's just, you know, and, and in every sport, not, not, not just um, some of the bigger ones. And, uh, you know, I always thought, you know, can't Mexico do that for, for soccer you know, at the high school level, you know, with the public schools, or just arrange, you know, some form of interscholastic league and then do it, you know, state by state like they do in the States. And, and it seems like uh, they're actually starting to do that with, uh, they're, they're having like high school tournaments with, with at least with the public schools for both um, at the, for both uh, boys and girls. So that is definitely a step in the right direction that, that, that they're doing that. Is that, uh, do, do y'all see it that way or, or, or Dan, what, how, how do you feel about that? I'm sorry, dude, I missed the question. I, I think it's, I don't Go ahead. Know. The question, I guess, is the high school, like having high school soccer, high school sports in Mexico. Would that be beneficial? I don't. I've never thought about that. 
But uh, I, I think it would be beneficial, obviously, because it'll it'll uh, I think give the opportunity for some that may not have the opportunity to play elsewhere. So you mean lesser talent might be able to increase their skills in high school, where in other places may not have an opportunity. Sort of like. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Like, um, I, I, I mean, obviously, I know most no, talent can actually be seen and then have a have a have a chance to show what they can do. Yeah, I, I think that like just increasing and just increasing the the amount of play that they that they that they get to do. You know, they 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 just playing more. Um, and yeah, just having different set of eyes, being able to see them. Um, but I think literally for some, maybe club football isn't available to them for whatever the reason. Or at least good, a decent club football. So maybe it might be an improved, um, and it just improved situation for for them to be able to just just to be able to play. I'm not sure though. I don't. I I obviously don't live in Mexico, so I wouldn't be able to comment on on whether or not everybody has a, um, the ability to join a club. I might. I might. Next time I go down, I might have to ask some questions about that. Yeah, I don't think that many. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not very prevalent to be able to live in Mexico, and that's something that Juan brought up. He said that the, a lot of the players now are going through, and you know, it's, and maybe something that Juan could talk talk to us about a little bit as well. Like they're going through there's academies that are then shopping players to to the to the, the clubs in Mexico, and 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 what he's afraid of is he afraid of, he's afraid to become more of a pay to place where only a certain group of players. You know, go through this, and then and then it, you know get get, get and then they get passed through. I'm not so sure that that would be a pay to play because I mean, you know, like we talked about it, there's uh, you know, socioeconomically, it's not necessarily as viable as it is uh, in this country. But I can see where at at more you know at a higher level where you know certain clubs are only going to deal with certain academies, etc. I mean, I, I can certainly see that, and how other ones might get. One one other Maybe. thing, though, John, that I think should be looked as a, looked upon as a positive that if it was incorporated into uh, in Mexico is that I think overall you're going to get better coaches than you would here in the states. I would have to think that there's got to be better coaches over there. Just that that if you're if we're uh, comparing apples to apples like high school coaches, because I'm pretty sure a lot of the high school coaches that you would see at your garden variety high school probably Are isn't that good. Probably aren't that good. My coach. Uh, in high school, was a football coach. He knew he knew nothing about soccer. But this was like in a small town in Florida, so um, bigger towns in Florida had, of course, more more experienced guys. But but yeah, I agree with that for sure. It's a bigger sport. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly uh, something to think about. You know, honestly, the the fact that they have it for both uh, men and women, I think, is uh, or for boys and girls rather, I think, is is definitely a step in the right direction. I don't know if every state does it. Just just in, uh, in my my cursory Google search this morning, I saw that uh, that uh, Puebla had a league. Interprepas uh, 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 is what they call it. I saw in Baja California, Norte had one, and then there was uh, it was one of the uh, the west one of the western uh, interior. I can't remember. It was like uh, well, I think maybe even Sinaloa actually that had it too. So I'm sure that there are others that have it. So yeah, I mean, I think it would be you know anything to 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 you know give a kid exposure that otherwise might not get it, and then he can start you know you know being developed a certain way. I think that would be would would be terrific. So I think that there's no reason why 
that's going to be such a bad thing, but I do think that it's something that needs to uh, become more ingrained in it because I, I do think that, uh, especially with how they have the the main league is set up, that there's going to be less players coming through because they're just not going to need them as much, so they're not going to invest the money as much, which is unfortunate uh, because it is an importer's league, not an exporter's league. So there, there's definitely uh, some... Uh, you know, the future is uh, is is very hazy right now, at least for for Mexico, at least on the national team level. So hopefully they'll they'll they'll, they'll do something to figure that out. <laughs> Which uh, we'll see what happens. Well, I think that that's a good a good spot for us to wrap this up. So. Uh, we do thank everyone that has joined us tonight, whether it's uh, for the calls or on the chat on the YouTube. Of course, you can listen to this podcast and all of our previous editions on iTunes is where you can download them. So uh, for, for you new new listeners that uh, want to hear some of our previous shows, we certainly uh, recommend that you uh, listen to some of the some of the other shows we've done over the I guess we're going on about a year doing this, so this has been uh, this has been a lot of fun. Dan, thank you for joining us. When's when's our birthday, man? Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Uh, thank you, Dan. And uh, I didn't get to ask you, Dan. I'll ask you real quick before before we wrap it up. Now, do you think that skinny jeans is his jeans are so skinny that it's cut off the the oxygen to his to his upper body, where he's starting to make some, some kind of iffy decisions with with Santos? Uh. It may be contributing to some to some of the the the, the bad play, but uh, ultimately, um, I, I think uh, the team isn't as bad as it looks right now. Um, it could be a thing of you know you mentioned it earlier that it, it it's going to take some teams to maybe to sort out their preseason, I guess rust um, a little bit longer than others, and I think uh, we're definitely suffering from that on some no. level. Would you feel better if you saw Santos this weekend? I'm not sure who they're playing, but they, they come out on onto the pitch this weekend, and 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 the coach is not wearing the skinny jeans; he's wearing like a a, a pair of proper chinos. Would that no, make you feel a little better? Yes, it would. I would love to see him in a pair of some uh, some nice uh, slim fit, slim fit. You know what was very uh, uber duper skinny. Very discouraging. Testosterone, man. It's cutting off a lot of things. You know what's uh, what was very disturbing that I saw this weekend, and it's uh, I was trying to avoid it, but uh, of course I did bring it up. Was you know Paco Palencia with Pumas? You know he doesn't have the black fingernail polish anymore, which uh, you know it's a sign a sign of maturity. He's his coach now; he can't can't have that. He's wearing the the, the coat and tie, you know, with the black coat. And the, you know he looks like you know he looks like he should be a bodyguard on one on, on Robert Rodriguez movie. And he's got the you know the very very clean cut look. But the dude is wearing the skinny slacks. They look like 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 jeggings. I mean, they're they're they're. It's it's like he's wearing yoga pants. Well, is the coat um, nice and snug also? The oh jacket yeah, I snug. Mean, put it this way: if I put, if I put that jacket on, I probably wouldn't get it, be able to get it around the outside of my belly. You're, you're not gonna get to see uh, the young kids. Uh, you're not gonna see them wearing double-breasted suits anymore, John. Uh, the, the 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 kids we. Us kids, I'm going to be myself. We, we like our They'll be fit, back. Uh, at some point, yeah, you're probably right. They'll be back. They're always coming back. Yeah, so so now it's my guy, Palencia, that has 
So now, now I have to, you know, I have to deal with 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 with, with the skinny pants on on my sideline, which is maybe it's just they're important. trying to emulate the the Argentinian way. You know, it's obviously been successful. You see, you see even the chubby Argentinian guys pull it off. So it's like, hey man, it, if Durko can pull off those tight jeans, you know, I, I need to start rocking them too. Mexico style. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess this is a generational thing. But uh, well, Dan, you're not like I mean, you're in your 30s, right? I mean, you're not that much younger than me. No, not that much younger. I'm uh 37. Yeah. All right. So. Okay. Um. I don't know. So. You can tell you can tell the styles that are going on though from from social media and um, it's it's just a, it's just something that's spread down to Mexico. I will say one style that I just I can't wrap my head around is who thinks dudes look good with thick beards. I I cannot make an opinion on that. And then the go caller, go caller. What do you what you got? Ah, uh, call who? No, I'm saying I'm saying you. Um, give us your opinion. What is your opinion of a number? Opinion on what? On beards? On the beards. I thought you said you had an opinion. Said I have an opinion on that. No, I said that I don't think us men should have an opinion on that. Oh, you're saying that, that I shouldn't even bring it up? Uh, it's not a good idea, no. It's not good territory to uh, to travel. Beards. Okay. He's scared of offending so, our beard-loving uh, audience? Is it like I saying so. it like we can't say another man is handsome? Is that something? Touching the beard. Okay, so uh, well, well, from we understand that from this point forward, that that that, that any beard beard conversation is officially and henceforth verboten. For, Off for limits. Okay. <laughs> it's a hipster. Indeed. We got hipster well, ideas. As I was saying, soccer right now. <laughs> well, Fernando, thank you for. I know you joined us late, and, and you missed us last week. Uh, it was uh, it was it was good to have you back. Although I have Thank to admit, you, I'm still questioning. Yes. I'm still questioning. I'm still questioning your timing. <laughs> it was a little too suspicious. It was a little too suspicious. I know you can watch. You probably. I'm sure you still have service on your on your phone, and I'm sure that you still watch the uh, the game, and that's okay. I'm waiting for that's Monterrey okay. to release Monterrey TV, man. I, oh my god, I will get us. They had they they were on the internet. They had they went through the same thing with Chivas. And then they, they oh, partnered really? with with Medio Tiempo. This was like yeah, four or five years ago, and no way. and yeah, but you know what? It was free. Number one, they would have like ninety thousand or so viewers, or something like that. But they, they were back on TV, and and and, and I, I don't. Now, I remember that you're right. The, the, that's when they were having a dispute with a television company, right? Yeah, as is usually the case. Because yeah. they they thought that they were because they were winning, so they thought they should be uh you know you know give a national team, not like a national team but like a, you know a team that is well received nationally instead of regionally. So it didn't work out for them, as we all know. Hey, it's okay, man. That they were the ones uh, laying the the groundwork for this successful yeah. Chivas uh, endeavor. All right, one last question before we wrap it up here. One last question. I'll throw it to, to all of y'all. Do you think Vergara has the Mental, not the, I guess the the intestinal fortitude, the patience to run this Chivas TV thing, TV thing all the way through, or do you think it's gonna, you think that that that, that the hemorrhaging is gonna be too much? 
and they're going to stop think, it. No, well, the, he's been successful so far. In, what, what the hell is that? That's Chiras TV. That's like, you're logging on to Chiras TV. <laughs> Go ahead. That's good stuff. As you were um, saying? Yeah, I, I think... So you're saying he's playing the long game? He's playing the long game in this? Well, he has to. You know, it's not. It's like like Netflix. They didn't catch. Well, that's right my away. question, Fernando. Is, is that's my question? Is it does does he have the patience to play the long game? I, I think he will, and I think he understands what what it takes. Um, he's got the right people in place. He's got Iguera, who's a, a revolutionary himself, making the right moves. Revolutionary. Yeah, absolutely. Look at that. Chivas okay. TV. Right. Man, that's that's unprecedented. You okay. know, it's it's amazing what he's getting. He's doing. Albert. And, you know, it takes balls to do what he did. No, Albert, do you think sacri- it's gonna? He's sacrificing money. All right, well, Fernando, we get it. We understand. Thank you. Thank you, Fernando. <laughs> Albert, I, I agree that that what he what Fernando just said that it's it could be a huge success that is visionary could be a possibility, but if it's not, and it very well could not be, it could be a huge failure as well. Well, my question is, does he have the fortitude to see it through? Is is he going to pull the plug? Is is he going to lose patience? Or is he gonna like? Is he gonna is he gonna take the whole year to to, to make it to, to determine it? That's my question to y'all. Not 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 whether so. I don't know. Will he have the patience to to see it through? I think he's I think he's a. I don't know. That's a good question. I think he's a he's he's a weakling, so he might not have the patience, but uh, he might not have any other choice. So yeah, that's I don't I have no idea. That's what he's got to get out So you're saying that he's created his own Mexican standoff, I believe, is what how we can how we can surmise what you just said. Yeah, I mean, he's damned, he's well, damned if he does and damned. If he does. Yeah, Joel would back it up that he's not a very good uh, manager of things, and this could be another case of of that. Interesting, Dan. How do you do? You think that Vergara is going to have the is he going to have the chops to see it through, or is he going to? Is he going to cut and run? I think you got to see it through. <laughs> you do? You think he's going to see it through? So two, two out of the three, I think you're going to that he's going to see it through. I don't think he's see it through. I think he's going to cut and run. I think it's going to. Are you going to make bets on that? And when he's going to do it? When do you think? Yeah. When do you think he's going to pull it? Uh, I think that he could pull it by. Uh, so you guys going to make me put a number on this? Well, you're the one making these claims, man. Come on. Well, okay, let's put it land. this way. Let's see if Chivas makes it to the final. You think? That has nothing to do with... Well, I guess in some ways it does. Okay, well, let's... Please, please continue with your proposal. No, no, that, I, that was it. Like, if, he, if Chivas makes it to the final, you think by then he'll cut and run? Yeah, because a lot of people won't be able to see the final, and they'll be complaining even more because they'll be dialing up and it won't work. <laughs> But well, I think that he's already said that. I, mean, I don't know that he has the ability. I think that he is a separate. Uh, oh. And if it isn't, it should be. It should be a separate deal altogether. It's a separate. Now, that should, it's an extra cost. It should be. I don't know. I don't know if it is or not, but it, but it absolutely should be. I think it is. Ligi has a separate cost, or if you get the bigger package, it's part. But it's more expensive for Ligi. Oh, so the Ligi is, is part. It, it, so it's the league doesn't control it. I cannot tell you how ridiculous that is, that, that Liga Mekis does not control the rights to its own postseason. That is that is beyond insane. That they leave that up to the teams. Well, the teams earned it. Why not? 
But it's the postseason, Fernando. That's yeah. It, it's the teams like uh, the teams earned it. They they would sweat and blood. They made it there. So so, so if you guys are saying that, that 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 if if they're having a good season, that he's gonna he's gonna stay on because they have because of the Ligia possibilities. That's gonna deter. What if they have a terrible season? <laughs> well, that's that's hence the question. What do you think? So you so you so an interesting you kind of, so you, the you, question, you think you know that right when he's gonna cut and run. When he's going to cut and run? I think that it's going to probably be by by the by the the twelfth game. Twelfth game, okay. All right. Yeah, mark Everybody, mark it on your calendar. Everyone, <laughs> mark it on your calendar. That, that's a good point because everyone's been complaining. No one's going to subscribe. He's not going to make money. He's going to see it as a lost effort, no return on investment. He's going to bail. All right, all right. There I'm going to write this down. The people. The people have spoken. Yeah, write it down. You, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how you've been able to maintain your battery <laughs> when it comes to this. Yeah. <laughs> nuts, I just, I just, I just, I, I honestly believe that that the loss of money is gonna, like, he's gonna set. And you know, I could be wrong. Maybe he will have the stones to see through. If he does, that you know, good for him. If it ends up working out, I think that's great. If he, if he makes, you know, if he t- makes that kind of risk and, st- and sticks with it, I think it's wonderful. Just don't think he's going to stick with it. I think that he's going to ultimately uh, he's going to ultimately uh, patience, like he does with everything. And that's the other thing is that he when has he when has he shown patience with any with anything? He has like uh, this is his, the biggest gamble uh, of his whatever business or career, whatever you want to call it. So I I think that. You cannot really measure it by his past decisions. This is like uncharted territory. Here's here's a thought. Here's a thought. Even in even in Mexico, <laughs> with the, with the well-to-do people that have high-speed internet, um, when I visited, yeah, but, but they don't care about us. They even well it, it, say they do. They even rely and and do. I'll watch pirated videos more than like you would ever see here. Now you get it off iTunes or whatever. For movies, there's all kinds of pirated sites that you see that used left and right in Mexico. And the idea of Netflix being able to share accounts, that is used like crazy as well. Part of the Chivas TV deal is that you can't use, you can only use it on three computers and they have to have the same IP or that, you know, have to be in the same network. So in the same home, if you have someone from another city log into your account, one of you is getting booted off. So that that restricts your piracy or your sharing of accounts, and that's not good either. People aren't going to like that. No. Okay. And why is that, Chiquis? Because what, what have we said about impunity and Mexicans? Oh, yeah. That they think it's a, well, I say, that they think it's a basic human right. It is, He's man. Getting away software should right, be free. This ain't software. This is... <laughs> yeah, this is... This is movie. This is premium content. Streaming rights, yeah. Or do you agree with uh, downloading uh, from Napster? <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. I can't agree with something that doesn't exist. Uh, so you have to understand that I I work for a content provider, so yeah, I mean I understand. The, I mean there's a serious. I mean it just it's 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 rough. It's not a good thing. It's uh, it's something that I that I I used to do quite freely back in the. Like twenty, but then after a while you didn't have to because because yeah, everything was on. You know, the, 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 there was a spot where you could watch everything. So are you saying you're getting pissed off that your 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 
personas getting pirated. Like, what is that guy, Regulus, who's pissed off that his movie was... I forget what his name is. He's some sort of TV personality. And he created a movie. And he was pissed off that, you know, like, his movie was being pirated. And it was a crappy movie. Yeah, I would I would be mad, too. Well, it's not that. It's, it's uh, if you can't pirate it, you're not going to buy it. Exactly. Why am I paying for something that I can get for free? That's a simplistic way of looking at it. No, that's, it's not. That's actually not true. Because, like, you know, I, I cannot relate to everybody else, but I know some people would like to try the product before buying it. You know, in the case of a movie, oh, wow, I saw this movie. It's really cool. I'm going to go get the DVD. Um, yeah, I don't think that I've that... done it myself. That doesn't apply, though, to the Chivas. We're talking Chivas TV. Like, if I'm going to buy something... I'm gonna be like, okay, I can buy it, but let's let's group in like four of my friends and these different households. We're gonna all buy Chivas TV because we are Chivas fans. It's not gonna work. It's only gonna work at one house. <laughs> well, hold on, wait a minute. We gotta set, we gotta clear something up here. True Chivas fans will pay for the membership. That's that's out of the question. We're talking about the other people who really don't care too much. Now, like, it, it, essentially, those people, you know, like if they find a product, they probably want to go buy if it's easier to get. Like instead of going to those streaming sites that if you click anything else, you're going to get a virus or some uh, request to install something, you know, that you don't want. And so there, there's always a risk and, and cost benefit, you know, and and so sometimes some people, you know, they say, you get viruses hey, when you go to this. Yeah. If you go like to uh, Roja Directa or something like that, they, you can get some horrible malware if you click on the wrong place. <laughs> Time I went to Roja Directa and they had that splash page. It was like the week of the Super Bowl, and it said, you know, this has been ended by the whatever with Department of Commerce or whatever it was. Tell us more about that, John. They they just took over the domain. That's why you go to Roja. <laughs> yeah. Not me. <laughs> There's a different one. But yeah, that's. Oh yeah, you gotta do the me one. <laughs> you're going you're going full pern mode though. Um, when you get a chance tomorrow, whenever I put it back up, go listen to this uh, to this show earlier and <laughs> gave their perspective. Are you saying I'm gonna get cut off? No, there was a caller that gave his perspective on the uh, on your rants and your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like you know, true true fans will buy it, and the off fan that doesn't. You know, who is casual or whatever, you know. But that, that's just not that's just not a realistic way of thinking about it, because I just I just don't. I mean, again, why why would a true fans? I mean, I've I've watched I've had this the ability to watch this without having to pay for it my entire life. Why on earth am I going to start paying for it now? If 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 I was very passionate about a team and they did that to me, I would I would I would stop being passionate about that team immediately. Is that, is, is that all so, it takes, John? You would stop watching Pumas if they start if start doing that. It would it would it would upset me very much. Yeah, I I I I would I would I would boycott them for about you know like three games. No, no, I have no idea. But it would yeah, it would be it would be upsetting. Yes, since Pumas would never do that, so I don't have to worry about it. Never say never, man. But it can happen, and 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 if Chivas is successful, don't get me wrong. That's gonna be see, and this, this is my question: is is, is is I just I just don't see how they're gonna make more money in this venture than they are if they would have just sold their rights. I, I just I just don't see that it's gonna be worth more 
than that. I, I think that the, that, the, that, the, that the losses in this in this venture far outweigh the gains. Well, there once you own something, you can find different ways to make money out of it. Right now, they're like, I have I have no complaints about that, but I, I I I just think it just was it was not a good business decision. I don't, I don't think they I don't just, think we're there yet. Just think about it, man. If they have if they have a product, I think want, about it all the time. It's, I, I do nothing sudden, but think now, about it. I I logged on to Chivas TV today. <laughs> nice. I didn't know you had your subscription. Did El Cho give it to you? Well, it was <laughs> you know I, I could only I could only get on with my modem and you know I so I watched <laughs> I watched the game. I think I saw four images flicker. There was, there was four images for for half. Just think about man. And Chivas, it was all. It looked like a mosaic. Vergara has become a content provider, and that means they can sell ad space. That means they can sell commercials. Fernando, they can. Fernando, they can sell ad space on their shirt, where it's viewed by 30, 40 million people, or they can not sell ad space, sell the content, and make 10 percent that. Hey, you know, it starts. You, you gotta start somewhere. You know, you before you build the empire, you gotta first lay the first brick. All right. <laughs> always the eternal, always the eternal optimist. <laughs> on another note, well, a Chivas note. Uh, one of the hilarious things that was on the Chivas Cholos game was uh, at the end of the game or towards the end of the game, they're down four zero. The cameraman panned to this one, this one dude in a Chivas jersey, and he saw himself on TV, and he's like, "Oh man, these guys are making fun of me." And so he just like raised his hand, he like told them off and stuff. I was just cracking up. I, I took a video of it and sent it to actually I put it on Snapchat for uh, Hawaii to. To check out, it's pretty funny. They humiliated that dude, and the, you know the four zero was all all on his face and everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I put a video on it on um, everywhere, man. Shared on Reddit. Ay, ay, ay. Those cameramen are awesome. They're very talented. They're very talented. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. As always, uh, this has been a another another excellent edition of the Los Aceta podcast. We had callers. It was like the fourth time we tried to say goodbye. We always, oh, let me tell you about this other thing. But anyway, <laughs> it's, um, that was my bad. It's no, it's all right. It's all right. It's been you know, things had to, things had to be said tonight. We had to clear the air tonight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, as always, on the Los Aceta football podcast, uh, a show that you can listen to live on YouTube every Wednesday night. Uh, usually between 9 and 9.30 p.m. Central Time. And, of course, you can listen to this podcast and all of our previous editions by downloading them on iTunes. Thank you very much for joining us. For Fernando Regino, Daniel Preciado, and Albert Campa, this is John Jagu saying so long.